We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into Henry's guys. It's Thursday. What is today? December the 16th. It's our final Hand-Raised Guys of uh, 2021. I'm Neil McCready. You might know Chase Chance Parham there with his potato log um, sweatshirt. You can get the potato log sweatshirt and other... All M- items. All items. MPW Digital Gear. There's a, a discount today, right? Yeah, mpwdigitalshop.com. Uh, we'll put a link in or something. And um, 10% off Super 10 today is the, uh, is the code... 10% off. You can even hit rush and you can get it by Christmas if you would so choose. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Correct. Yes. That's what I'm told. I mean, I'll take their word for it. So, so uh, anyway, I'm like I said, I'm Neil. That's Chase. We're here with you tonight for. Neil's a little scatterbrained. I'm, I'm a lot scatterbrained. I've had a lot going on today. It's been a like a busy day. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, my daughter Caroline just got home for Christmas, oh. which is good. She got home within the hour, which is great. Good, good to see her. The dogs were super excited to see her. Uh, my other daughter, Campbell, comes home tomorrow. I don't think she's super excited about coming home. Oh, is she not? No. I think we've officially hit the point in our lives where this is home, but it's not really home. There's a limit to how much I want to Yeah, home. yeah, yeah. Home is somewhere else. I mean, yeah, okay. I get it. I, I, I get it. Uh, we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, um, the weather's goofy, so uh, uh, running the air today, probably running the heat sometime next week. If either one of your uh, heating or uh, cooling systems isn't tip-top shape or you're not positive, get in touch with our friends at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. It's the same great products, same people, same services, just uh, different names because they merged and people were familiar with the names, so we kept the names. That's how that works. If you live in the Oxford area, the Tupelo area, or any parts in between, call my friends at Comer, Eric Payne, all those guys, 662-801-1777. If you are in the Hernando area, like Olive Branch, help me here. Um, Horn Lake. Horn Lake, that's what I was trying yeah. to think of. Memphis, might have heard of Memphis. All of those areas, uh, 662-429-4429, they will take great care of you. We're in the Clark Ford Studios right now. Um, 
662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for our uh, pal, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. <laughs> the rest is up to you, 662-257-1900. Chase and I have not had a chance to visit today. See, so through that pull-up. I had no idea I was doing it. It made me laugh. I'm sorry. Um, 662-257-1900. You'll love the uh, product. You'll love the service. Um, yeah. Corey, in the, you know, he wants to be a car guy. He wants to be a truck guy. People say, what does that mean? Call the number. You'll start to find out. Uh, guest, join us from time to time. Not tonight, but you guys will call in, I hope, yeah. on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford, uh, Po' Boys, um, burgers, appetizers, full beer selection, full bar, the whole deal at Rafters Music and Food for coming up to shop or whatever, coming up for the basketball game tomorrow or, or Saturday. I've All day today has been Friday in my mind. Oh, really? But today is okay. Thursday. Tomorrow is Friday. That's the way the week works. Yeah, I have no idea why. Um, but all day I've thought today was Friday. Probably just because a lot of stuff, right? The end of recruiting, Caroline coming home, the holidays, It's the end. It's yeah, the- sure. So uh, all that. So um, rafters on the on the square, also rafters in New Albany. And um, we got a lot going on with our buddies at Oxford Exxon who have made this little potato log podcast possible for the last 10 years. Almost. Almost 10 Is years. It almost 10 it's years? been about 10 years since we sat in AK's office and hammered out a deal. Um, yeah, we literally sat in. We literally sat in AK's Andy office. Kennedy's and office and did it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on at uh, Oxford Exxon? Oh, uh, we'll be start giving away some stuff after Christmas. We're going to do some of the uh, the selfie things, give away some things that are basketball related. But right now we're just trying to give away free money. We do that by taking a picture at the pump, take a picture of the QR code. And want you to uh, open up the app, and that's going to give you a thousand points. Thousand points is going to give you ten free dollars of gas right there at the pump on that tank that you're filling up at that moment. So that is at the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations across Mississippi. All of our uh, Sugar Bowl coverage. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Ole Miss is in the Sugar Bowl. They play uh, Baylor on January the first in New Orleans. Chase and I will be in New Orleans starting on the twenty seventh. We'll be there through the week. Um, at least through all the media stuff. Chase will be at the game. I might be at the game. I don't know, but we'll have coverage for sure. Brian Rippey will be down on the 29th, I think you said? 20, Brian's going the 28th. Okay, so we'll have lots of lots of coverage. It's all brought to you by our friends at the Clearwater Group. Uh, they have a, We have a lot of listeners who are either business owners or executives for a variety of different companies. Um. You know, a lot of uh, projects or issues are being dealt with by the state legislature or one of the numerous state agencies in Jackson. So no matter what, you have to get it dealt with and you want to make sure you get the best result possible for your business. If you need guidance for how to successfully navigate through state government, I recommend you reach out to my friends at the Clearwater Group. The Clearwater Group has been working with Chase and me for years. They're in the lobbying business. They have an exceptional reputation uh, in this world, and that's what really matters. So if you need guidance on how to move forward or on an issue with state government or even larger local governments, you should reach out to them and get their advice. Just email them at austin at clearwatergroup.ms or look them up on the web at clearwatergroup.com. 
Are you in for NFL game tonight? Chargers, Chiefs, is that correct? Yeah, the Chiefs are wearing the all whites, which is a fantastic look. And yes, I'm going to talk about uniforms because it's it is the the all white with the red helmet is superb. On a one to ten scale, that uniform is at oh l- the all white with the red okay is at least a nine, and it's not long. It has not been very long since the Chargers would be better than almost anybody else from a uniform standpoint. So it's not it's not very often they get they get competition. I don't know what the Chargers are wearing tonight, but this is a chance to be a just a uniform. Yeah, one of the uniform games that makes everything move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, Polls at 79%. I uh, I asked would people want Bo Nix to be the Ole Miss quarterback. Uh, 80, 80 20 right now. Yes, yeah. yes to no. That's about what I thought. Why would you vote no? I'm not shocked by that. Can you come up with a argument for no? Because I can come up with plenty of arguments for yes. The only argument for no would be that he's missing spring practice, if that matters, with a new coordinator. I'm not saying it's a good argument. You asked for an argument. He's missing spring because he's still at Auburn? Because he has an ankle injury that he would not be healthy. Oh, that's right. But he could go through it mentally. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know why not. So he played – Auburn's gone bowling the last two years. So he's played 13. 13 is 26. Plus he played 11 11 games. 10 games before he got hurt. So he's played 46 games in an SEC uniform. I'm going to bet that he can pick up an offense. I have a hunch that you're right. So he hurt the ankle in early November against Mississippi State. So what's the what's the prognosis on when he can go back to being a quarterback physically? June? I have no clue. Yeah, okay. No idea. Does Grind know? I mean, do you know when, when when's he healthy? I mean, I would guess six months is what he needs to to heal a broken ankle. I mean, Auburn has phenomenal medical people. I'm, I'm going to guess that the ankle was healed was was the surgery was done by people who knew what they were doing. Yeah, it was not a perfect poll. Um, we kill people in here saying they can't vote; they need stipulations. Yeah, it was not perfect. <laughs> I mean, I, I get that we probably need some more options, but I am limited by my by my surroundings with YouTube right now. So it is what it is. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, yeah, I really like the sweatshirt. I got to get one. Good. It's, I like the potato it, log. He, it's, it's it kind of makes me feel like we accomplished something. I was asked, do they fit true to size? They do. What I did was. Um, Ordered some samples, large and extra large, simply to test that. And yes, they are they are they are, they are true to size. I've, the large or the extra large, both. The extra large is too big. The large fits me, but they're both fine. So, Casey um, says six months seems long. I have no idea how long it takes. I'm just throwing. A, I don't know. But he could go through spring mentally. Well, yeah. I mean, he's I mean, he's picked up. He offenses. can get on the board. He ran the Gus Malzahn offense. He ran the Brian Harson offense. He can pick up offenses. I mean, Grimes is around March, if that's the case, and he's making most of spring. I mean, you, he could, so could he go through spring half speed? Because that'd be fine. You're not bringing him in to compete for the job. Let's be real here. If you sign Bo Nix, he is your quarterback. Yes. 
So he goes through some stuff. No one's hitting him in the spring. I mean, you would make that very clear, right, in the first team meeting. Hit this guy and you're in the portal. Well, yeah. You're in the portal of your own uh, – well, like and it, not it, of it your was, own volition? Yeah, it was like Alabama um, – <laughs> Alabama wrote a story about the first time that, and the only time that Will Anderson messed up and hit Bryce Young in practice. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was that said Saban or whomever absolutely undressed him up and down as that happened. Yeah. But he said, yeah, yeah. he just came around the end too quick one time and popped Bryce Young, and it's like everybody went, oh shit, yeah, no. like yeah, that's not good. This is this is this is not a good. Situation. If there's a day of the week that Bryce Young's getting hit, it's a Saturday. Yeah, it damn sure isn't happening on Tuesday. Let's put it that way. No one's touching him. I don't know. I just think it's – to me, this is a no-brainer if you can get him. Now, the stuff about his father and the stuff – the little brother part is not a, not an issue to me. If I have to give the little brother an invited walk-on spot – Now, just an invited walk-on spot. Chase, if I have to give him a scholarship, how many scholarships was Matt Corral worth this year? Let's Let's put a number on it. How many scholarships – was Matt Corral worth this year? Ole Miss played how many? You, you did you did snap counts every week. Yeah. Every Monday you would put out snap counts. I know you don't have it in front of you, but so give me a guess, and I won't hold you to it. How many people on the Ole Miss roster played 20 snaps or more week after week? 20 or more? 20 or more. Left fewer than 30. How 30. many played 10 or more? Snaps? Yeah. A few more, but not a ton, because frankly, Ole Miss either played you or didn't Give play. me a rough number. 45? Tops. But that's too high. So if I told you Matt Corral was worth 15 scholarships, am I overstating it? I mean, that's an asinine number, because you're putting yourself on this self-probation. Season, this season, how many scholarships <laughs> was Matt Corral worth? On a one-off with it not affecting other seasons, yes. But now, no okay. one is worth 15 scholarships signing. Was he worth three? Yeah. Shit, yeah. So he's worth two? Yeah. Okay, so you 100%. do it. 100%. So you do it. You don't Laramie let, got three. You don't let – and was it worth it? When one of them turned into a pretty damn good player. Zedrick so Woods was pretty good. So you do it. Someone says six to ten weeks recovery from broken ankle. Three months complete recovery. Mayo Clinic online. <laughs> it's just better than WebMD because a broken ankle at WebMD would mean you died of ankle cancer. Yeah. So the answer to would you give the brother a scholarship is yes. Because let's be real here. Is Bo Nix as good as Matt Corral? Well, no. But Bo Nix has played a lot of SEC football. And I'm probably higher on him than you are in general. I, I've, he's grown on me, though. I will say that when I first heard the idea, I was like, eh. And then at times I go, eh. Yeah, come on. Bo's good. It's 2-0 against Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to piss people off, but 
He's gone to Fayetteville and won. He's beaten Alabama. He's gone to Baton Rouge and won. Is he a first-round pick? No. But now, would he benefit from, you know, Lane Kiffin coaching? I don't. That's a good question. I don't I mean, know. Grind, tell me, because you'll know this before I even can look it up because it'll take a minute and a half for me to do it. Has Bo Nix beaten every SEC West opponent? I mean, that doesn't happen very often. There's not a ton of quarterbacks out there that can do that. I think he probably has. He's beaten Alabama. Beaten Ole Miss. Have they beaten A&M? Has he beaten A&M? Yeah, he beat A&M. Didn't he? He beat A&M his first year. They went there and won. Okay. I, I think. Yeah, he has. Hadn't beaten Georgia. Ole Miss doesn't play Georgia. Yeah. If they play Georgia next year, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. If the football gods come down and say, hey, Ole Miss plays Georgia next year, you're like, son of a bitch. They won the West. Yeah. But he's beating everybody in the West. To me, he makes sense. Because if it's not Bo Nix, who is it? Because it's not Dylan Gabriel, committed to UCLA today. It's not Spencer Rattler. He's going to South Carolina. If it's not Bo Nix, who is it? And to me, that is pertinent. Well, and right now, it's somebody who, frankly, if you told me to guess, it said it's not Bo Nix, it's not Luke Altmaier. It's someone who is not in the portal yet. Because it's... It's somebody who still is a portal fairy that comes in at some point. It's Cameron Ward still doing the recruiting thing. He's tweeting every offer that he gets. Today, he tweeted Prairie View, for God's sake. Mm Mm-hmm. Nothing against Prairie View, but incarnate word to Prairie View doesn't feel like the giant step up. And he's tweeting that, which tells me that he's waiting for a specific offer. He got a Virginia Tech offer. He got a, uh, I think, Indiana offer. Tom Allen appears to be offering everyone, including Bo Nix. Cincinnati's in on Bo Nix. I think that's the major competition. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'll freely tell you that I don't know, but that's what I think. And so if what you have to do is give the younger kid a scholarship and the dad an analyst gig, I think you do it. Maybe you turn your nose up at it, but people will go, well, Alabama wouldn't do it. Well, you're not Alabama yet. Maybe you will be. That's what I was told. Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze's mistake on Laramie Tunsil was the day that Laramie committed. Who was the stepbrother, the half-brother? Uh, Alex Weber. Alex Weber should have committed right there on national television. Well, because Everyone frankly, would have gone, oh, so with, they did a package deal. With Tunsil, that was what everybody said. Well, Alabama wouldn't give him three. Well, by God, they would have in 2014 when they just stopped rushing that side of the field. They'd have been happy to. Oh, dear God, this is a good uniform game. I'm telling you, the Chargers still win, dude. Uh, that that might be the best suit in the league. That is a phenomenal suit. But contrasted against the Chiefs suit, it just makes... It does is, make it look better. This is special. If you're not watching, this is the best uniform game in the NFL so far this season. Oh. That's a big... I'm just telling you. Look at that. That's two of the top five suits in the league. 
that Charger suit, just top to bottom, is absolutely fantastic. Look at that. Yes, NFL receiver Alex Weber was this big brother. <laughs> we, had an, we had an employee that believed that thoroughly. <laughs> we did. There's a reason he did not cover anyone once they got to campus. Um, NFL. <laughs> over and over and over again. That was yeah. the thing. No. <laughs> um, top. Okay, both these are going in a top five NFL uniform. <laughs> the Pats old timey uniforms are in the top five with the spot with the snapping Minuteman. Probably the Saints white on white. For sure. And then one more. I think those are the top five suits. I think the Colts blue on white. Yeah, that's where I was that's yeah. where my head was starting to go. Yeah. How do you ever lose in those? How are they not like twenty time Super Bowl champs? I know. I mean, they've been Super Bowl. They're driving against the ninety-four. Look good, feel good, play good right now. Yep, BG and Lewis does say that he doesn't like they're both wearing white pants. It. That's uh, okay. It's the only negative to the thing. I, I don't love both teams wearing. That's uh, it's pants. real picky. One team has lightning bolts going down the pants. The other team has the perfect stripe system. Red, yellow, red. Ginger says the Titans powders are pretty good. I agree. The Titans powders are good. They're very good. The Titans, I don't know why I don't love their helmet, but there's something about their helmet I don't like, even though I like white helmets. Yeah. And I mean, if all you did was look at Justin Herbert in this uniform, you would say that guy's a Hall of Famer. If that's all you did was look at Justin Herbert in that uniform, you'd go, man, superstar. Is it the two shades of blue that are throwing me off in the Titans suit? Does that bother you with the Grizzlies uniform? Maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Maybe so. Well, the Grizzlies have every shade of blue in their uniform. Yeah, all blue. I mean, by God, it's just all of them. That's what they. That's what they have. <laughs> I don't know. Anything else we need to talk about? I feel like we need to open phones. We're Christmas. In a minute. Christmas um, is coming. Okay, real quick, before because somebody's going to ask me about it. That way I'm asking you. Okay. I saw they did a great news dump and fired him at like 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> what is the... Did you have to fire him? I mean, I went to bed late last <laughs> night and still woke up and was like, hold on. Like, what time did this happen? Um, and they're to, on the East Coast. I went to bed before 10 last night. It was pitiful. I know. It was like 11-something. And I was like, what the what the hell? Um. <laughs> so what? I, I, I've been a little busy today. I haven't read it. What actually was the straw that broke the camel's back? The calling out the coaches, telling the coaches they were worse than oh, the coaches at Bowling Green. That was it. And it was all leaking out. It was becoming quite the distraction. Okay. And NFL teams hate distractions. I do kind of like that Titans Navy helmet. You're right. I, I do kind of like that that Navy helmet. It's fine. I do like the Ram uniform. Even the new one with the L.A.? No, but I like the old one. Avery, uh, I don't even know. It's a red wine. I just poured some in a glass. It's been a day. Marine, thanks. He said if you guys had to put a percentage on it next to Ole Miss, what do you got? Uh, 60. Oh, really? Yeah. So more likely than not. Yeah, 60, but not 90. 
as you, I mean, I, I know we're in circles and we're going to open phones in a second, but I mean, in all seriousness, if you're. Well, you know a lot too. I mean, look, this is the day people don't see the behind the scenes. Chase is more connected at Ole Miss than I am, period. He just is. I'm more connected outside of Ole Miss than Chase is. I don't think Chase would argue that. No. And so he's got some Ole Miss sourcing on this. I've got the Bo Nix side of sourcing on this. And if you put it all together, it's more likely Pretty than thorough. it's more likely than not. But it could fall apart. As someone told me, and I will read the text, I will not tell you who told me this. Let's see. That's an unpredictable family, though. You should know that. Really? Not bad. Yeah, 28 fire emojis, Avery. Which means 60%. 60%. Yes. <laughs> but an unpredictable. And, and I had another person tell me, hey, this could change. This could change. That the people reporting it being imminent are wrong. But that could change, I was told. But it could become imminent quickly, obviously. But they're still taking calls. They're talking to other people, but Ole Miss is the clear leader. Yes, the cookout burger is 32 fire emojis. (laughs) Which means it's like 90%. What is the tenure that's very good? The Widow Jane. Oh, okay, yeah. The tenure is very good. It is, it's good. It's not the 12, but it's very good. But it's very good. Yeah. Not just good. It is very very good. It's very good, yeah. Uh. How is a cookout burger for anyone who is – here's what I know about cookout. They have really good milkshakes, and they have that thing where anything's a side item. So you order like a yeah. burger, and you get like the hot dog for the side item or the corn dog or the chicken tender plate. But isn't it kind of a buffet? Well, no, you just order trays, I think is what they call them yeah. or whatever. You I just, mean, I, any, had it, I had it once. Everything's a side item. I had it it's, once. It was fine. I've never had it. it was, I've never eaten it, any food. It was fine. Cookout. I mean, it was good. It was yeah. fine. Jason says it's a it's a magenta burger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it taste like a grilled burger, like the whole cookout theme? I mean, it's been a minute. Is it flame broiled or whatever, like for a Burger King? <laughs> I think so. It was fine. It wasn't. I, I didn't spit it out or anything. Okay. Grind says cookout six out of ten, eight out of ten when you're drunk. That's probably fair. That, that sounds as, as scientific as anything. It was fine. You don't spit it out. See, th- you, th- you don't require a minute to calm down afterwards yeah, either. Yeah, trays. <laughs> that is a good point about the menu giving anxiety. I mean, it is kind of like the Cheesecake Factory of, 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 of fast food. Like, you look up because you don't know what to do. Because, like I said, everything's a side item. So it's like, would you like this? And then we'd like the chili and the and the chicken basket and the whole thing. Just it's. Does that GMC commercial bother you as much as it bothers me? What is this GMC? He gives her. It's a Christmas commercial. Okay. And he gives her a puppy, and the puppy comes running up the mountain towards the girl. Okay. I mean, what in where where was the puppy previously? But she picks up the puppy, and she's like, oh, how great. And she goes, I got something for you, too. And then this big GMC truck comes down the mountain, and he hugs it. Well, who's driving the truck? <laughs> well, Corey would drive the truck right to us. Well, that's true. But in this I case, mean, this was a GMC, not a Ford. So who's driving the truck? It's just a commercial bothers me. Okay. 
car car commercials in general are very weird. Like you have yeah. the ones like with the neighbor buys the vehicle and everybody gets all passive aggressive and weird. There's a lot of stuff going on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean Walker says it here. Yeah, it's like you you get two side items. So you order the burger and then you get yeah a hot dog and a quesadilla to go with it. Who, I mean, who eats that? I mean, seriously, who says, you know what, I'm going to have a burger, and for a side, I'm going to have a quesadilla. Who does that? Unless you're I can honestly say I've never eaten a burger and a quesadilla at the same time. I mean, if if I told you that you were going to order a burger, and for your side, you were going to have a quesadilla, you're going to like, oh, my God, how much did I drink? Also, I'm assuming that I can order the entire, I can order the entire menu for like eight bucks, right? It's got to be fairly cheap, right? I don't remember. I went once. The girls wanted milkshakes. Okay. It's been at least eight years. Take a break of the podcast. Tell you about Visit Oxford. VisitOxfordMS.com is the website. Go to the events page. See everything going on locally today and every day, including uh, maybe more holiday activities. Not quite done yet. We are not to the time for uh, for Santa and December 25th. So, again, visit OxfordMS.com. we got pop-ups coming in the spring, much more double-decker back on its normal date in April, and uh, plenty of other festivities between now and then. So, again, find out what to do, where to stay, where to eat, and much more. Visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Podcast also brought to you by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting to understand your market a leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C.com for that, 100 Mbps, or The Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. I've got it at home as well. It's outstanding. N-E-Spark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available, parental controls, and much more there. The best internet around, call the office again, 662-238-3159. Podcast also brought to you by Nick's Tan and Associates, nickstanoxford.com, 662-281-1200. I've used them multiple times. You should give them a chance as well. The buy side, the sell side of real estate here in Lafayette County and Oxford. It can be intimidating. There can be so much to it. Let somebody you know and you, that you trust help you out with that. Clay DeWeese, O'Keefe Graham, and their team of associates, nickstanoxford.com for that. And tell them that we sent you when you give them a call. Podcast also brought to you at GM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222, right there on South Lamar and Oxford. Your community pharmacy, everything you need in one place. They offer MedSync for your prescriptions the same day each, each month. Take care of you with one trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have what you need when you need it. They also deliver locally in the Oxford area. I get their deliveries. You can get their deliveries too. Don't even have to leave the house and you get all the prescriptions you need when you need them there with G&M. So again, 662-236-2222. And then finally, definitely not least, Johnston Hill Creamery, johnstonhillcreamery.com. It's on White Oak Lane. That's just off Molly Bar in Oxford. It's a local cheese shop. All their cheeses are made in-house. They are incredible. Plenty of uh, accompaniments to go with that as well. The pepper jellies is kind of one of my favorites, the spiced honey, and plenty more. And they got these holiday boxes. You get the dessert box. You get a kid's dessert box. They've got an artisanal cheese box. They've got a charcuterie box. All these different options for parties, 
for gifts, plenty more. Check them out, johnstonhillcreamery.com. They're also offering some private cheese class. It's informative, it's interactive, up to 12 people right there in their shop. So all those different options, Johnston Hill Creamery, again, fantastic cheese made all in-house there with them. That's johnstonhillcreamery.com, 662-419-9201. Yeah, Kevin's right. We've talked about this before. And Ginger's right. We've had this conversation before, but it's worth it. Who surprises their spouse with a car? I mean, who the hell does that? In what world? Yet you watch TV around Christmas time and it's all over the place. The bows and the cars and the whole thing. Who says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy my spouse a $55,000 vehicle that he or she might not want, that we might not be able to afford. I mean, how do you do all that with the financing and all that's involved? It's the passive-aggressive of actually buying it for myself, right? That's the only reality to that. I mean, I guess. But oh, the one that really drives me insane is the woman bought two trucks. He bought like a a red iPad and a in a black iPad and she's like, Oh, well I have something for you too. And there's two trucks or he bought the two trucks. She bought the iPad because the man's always, always in the commercial, the financially irresponsible one. (laughs) (laughs) He's all the one. Always, always. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) they walk out and she goes straight to the black truck and he's like, no, no, I wanted, and she's like, this is the one I love it. And he goes, I like red too. Who goes without his or her spouse and buys two $60,000 vehicles? Two. Who, not, not, not even one who where does you know that? the person's been like eyeing it all year. Yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like that, buys, that, that, that. buys two of them. Who does that without saying, hey, listen, we're going to have two pretty massive car payments added to the budget here? Because presumably most people trade in a vehicle. But if it's going to be a surprise, there's no trade-in. Because you would have to say, hey, honey, um... I need I need the keys to your Honda Odyssey because I'm trading it in. You can't trade in. You you're just YouTube flag narcissistic psychopath. There's no reason to flag narcissistic psychopath. <laughs> Hell no. Fine exactly. <laughs> I mean, who does that? Who I mean, who seriously is there anyone that does that in the real world? <laughs> Corey's texting. <laughs> What do you say? He says, I will call in about the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan says, soon to be divorced people. I agree. Who does that? I mean, you're financing a $60,000 truck. No trade-in. It's a hefty car payment. It's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's fine. A lot of people have that money. But you don't typically do that without telling your significant other, hey, listen, I've had my eye on this F-150. Fine, too. Yeah, and not only that, but I'm going to buy you one also. Come on. (laughs) Someone who got caught cheating. (laughs) Do we see cologne and perfume commercials anymore? I don't know. Are those still things? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. 
That's a good point. Corey might know somebody who's done this. Again, I can get I, – I, I will give the one benefit on, like, that you, you know the person's been, like, eyeing it and, like, sure. obsessing over the car for, like, six months, and you go, okay. We're talking, I'm talking two cars. No, that, that is beyond all pills of any kind of normalcy whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, that that's <laughs> – Someone says, my dad bought my mom a car without her knowing. Now he is on his third marriage. <laughs> Could the wildest of horses drag you down the aisle a third time? A third time. A third time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not make a family joke right okay. now and just move on. So, okay. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm, I'm just going to choose to not make it. I'm just gonna tell you that the wildest of horses couldn't do it. Every bucking Bronco alive combined couldn't do it. Three times? Oh, somebody got hurt? I don't know. I'm ready to say they said got hurt bad. Oh, I don't know. They're playing right now. I don't know. Are we behind or are we ahead or is it over or what? This is on NFL Network. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. Lexus is the one that says December to remember? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Cologne and perfume commercials are pointless. Just beautiful people that you can't smell. It's true. They just show nothing but beautiful people. You can't smell them on television. So they're telling you they smell great also. That's true. But how do you But you probably assume they did. You do. By looking at them, you're like, oh, I bet she smells great too. I mean, because he talks about not showering. Like Matthew McConaughey is probably the only person where you look at him and go, hey, you might stink. He does not use the deodorant. Yeah, right. I've told this story that like I have family members who played backyard flag, like backyard football with him on Thanksgiving. He was at their house and he sweated. And stuff. Yeah, they did like two hours of it, and he just like put his shirt back on and carried on with the day. No deodorant, no shower, nothing. Did the rest of the day, the night, the whole deal. Wouldn't you get sticky? Not family, but whatever. Yeah, I. I Assume if uh, I play backyard football for two hours, I'm taking a shower. Yeah, and using deodorant, even on Thanksgiving, the antiperspirant deodorant. Yes, on Thanksgiving, I'm changing clothes all day. Yeah, we must have just missed an injury. I have, I have nothing. Someone says the tight end got knocked out. Yeah, we haven't opened them up yet. We'll get, we'll get there in a second. All right, all right. Corey wants to call. All right, um, we'll let him. Call. I assume Corey knows the number, so I'm going to grab it here. Corey, go ahead. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> yeah, I use enough for both of for me and Matthew during the Major League Baseball. That's season. a good point. That's true. Do you look at starting pitcher numbers early in the season to understand what you've got coming up? Well, back in the day, I did. I haven't done it for a couple of years. Did 16 break you of the habit, or did you still carry on after 16? Uh, I did it through about 18. When Sean Bosky was the pitcher for the Cubs and he went every fifth day, that was tough. He wore number 57. That was a lot of deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Corey, how are you? First time, long time. What are y'all doing? Oh, we're just... Neil, Neil's a little, like, punch drunk at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm not so. really sure what I'm doing. Honestly, if I'm just being completely honest with you. 
my favorite thing about the GMC commercials, which I assume this is what y'all are referencing, yes. is that they have they have gone from years past, and and as a uh, you know, I mean, I'm I'm the in air quotes Ford guy, but my family has a GMC dealership too. Um, it, it's funny to me they've gone from it, it used to be a Yukon and a Sierra in the front, and now they cannot make enough Yukons. So they have swapped it up to now it's two trucks. Oh. Uh, it used to be the woman would get in the truck and leave the man with the Yukon. Oh, okay. And now it's, she's picking the truck she wants. So uh, it's been a it's been a, a funny little thing I've noticed about the, their their commercial for this year with the the bow on the front of the suburban home. And you're right. I mean, like. Uh, People ask me all the time, how many Christmas presents do you sell? Well, hardly any because, you know, it, it, the, the woman wants to be so involved with the purchase. Um, this is the color I want. This is the interior I want. There's no more surprises anymore. Yeah. Um, and there, and the trade in comes into play. I'm dealing with, with, with one right now where he's, he's like sleuthing around and, and, taking pictures of the windshield and stuff like that when she doesn't notice to make sure it doesn't need a new one. Um, so, every, yeah, all that's changed. Um, you ever sold two at once to the same couple? As a surprise? Yeah, I can't talk about it. They uh, He was a, he was a uh, head coach at a SEC school in Louisiana. <laughs> um, <laughs> for, okay, fair for, enough. For boys. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so, how's everybody doing tonight with the, with the signing class? Everybody, everybody on cloud nine. Uh, uh, we've turned our attention to Bo, Bo Nix. We're doing transfer portal, Corey. Uh, yeah, we're in the portal now. That was yesterday's news. We we moved on. We're, we're we're like we're like a we're like a good cornerback. Tunnel vision. Well, Next snap. I'm told they could take as many as fifteen portal guys, though. That is a lot of portal guys. Well, Which, I've said this on the message board, and 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 it's the truth. I I used to be the guy who. When uh, McCluster took the uh, Statue of Liberty play or the Fumble Rooski or whatever. He gets Memphis uh, that day, yeah. Yeah. The the guy to my right who had sat by me for a long time, he said, who's this kid? And I was like, well, we, we I think we beat out uh, VCU for him, and Florida got in late, but they committed him. And, and he's a he's, – he's, you know – the, the, the other side was talking about how he was first in line for all the drills and everything else. And, and now with the way it is, I just, I haven't been able to follow it or get really emotional about any of it because who knows what we're going to see in August. And I, I, I think he's either doing this the exact right way or the exact wrong way. And That's just one man's opinion, I guess. So it's making you less involved because of this. Yeah. So, so a football sure. version I, of kind of like when basketball went to the one and dones, and you no longer had like Grant Hill for four years, and you felt like it was just kind of rotating, kind of a similar deal. Five to ten years ago, I would have known fifteen of the twenty guys that we signed on signing day. I'd have known fifteen of the. 
20 to 25 guys. In 2013, I think, is that, no, 2015 was the Shea Patterson year, right? 16. Shea signed in 16. I was locked in. I knew all those guys. This year, I've had a hard time trying to even worry about following it because we signed our starting center in August. Um, it's it's just a different deal, and it it it. I would say that it that I I wouldn't say that out loud if y'all were strictly the old way y'all did that, and I was a sponsor. But but y'all don't rely on that, and. It just it just appears that we're really not going to know what this team's going to be until they all show up in August. Oh, that's more than fair. And yeah, for why sure. Why would I invest emotional capital worried about uh, who knows who's going to be the starting? Like I heard y'all say a minute ago, the the or I guess Richie said it. Um, did. Did Isaiah Springer signing with Ole Miss, like, everybody go, oh, God, no. But it ended up being that way. Jake, I think. So. Yeah. yeah. Did I say Isaiah Springer? Yeah, yeah. All good. Yeah, but, no, you're right. I mean, I don't, I don't know. The, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be today. Yeah, yeah. And I, I text you, like, who, who's the quarterback going to be? And you're like, you told me exactly who it was going to be because you know. Um, but I can't say it out loud. No, you, you were like, <laughs> stop. You were like, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that to my phone. Stop it. <laughs> don't no, do that. He didn't. No, he, he did not. He did not. Um, but no, guys, y'all have a good night. I just pulled up with a thing I got to go to. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, the, uh, it, it's hard to invest the same amount of time and energy into following recruiting as a fan when it seems to me like it matters less who they sign yesterday than what they end up with in August. I hope that makes sense, what I just said. Yeah. yeah I'll get it. Y'all have a good night. Yep. All right. Later. See you, buddy. That is an interesting thought. Is it actually making people care less? About recruiting? Just in general. No, not in general, but about recruiting itself, about national signing. So it day? actually yes. creates more of an off season in a way. Maybe. Because you almost kind of disengage and go, a little ah, bit. Fine. A little bit. Tell me in the spring who's the quarterback. Well, I mean, national signing day doesn't now, mean. The worrying type's pretty freaked out because they don't know who the quarterback's going to be in the spring. But... Well, the people who love the drama are a little upset. But they get plenty of it. Well, now you get it all year, but you don't get it in a concentrated dose. Yeah. And again, like someone says, bad classes make people care less. Yesterday wasn't a bad class. It wasn't a wasn't the class it probably should have been. It was not a bad class. And we can dive into a lot of reasons why it wasn't what it probably should have been, but... I don't know that I'm in the, that mood tonight. I mean, I'm, right I'm willing to do it, but I'm not in the. I'm. I don't really feel like going down that road too terribly far because I don't know. Well, I know what I think, but I can't prove it, and it's not worth fighting about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I. 
I think I know, but I'm not positive. I'm looking for the phone number. That's what I'm doing right now. I've got to clean this queue up. It's six six two two five nine zero nine nine one. It's got too much stuff in it. There it goes. You know, I mean, if they're taking fifteen people out of the portal, fifteen, a quarterback, maybe two quarterbacks, three wide receivers, a running back, an offensive tackle. A defensive lineman, a linebacker, two DBs. I mean, that's a lot of people out of the portal. And Lane is right when he says, hey, and if you're getting guys that have three years left, you kind of are recruiting. Because they've already, once you're in the portal, you've used your get out of jail free card. You can't transfer again without penalty. So you're coming to wherever you're going, saying, hey, I'm going to be here for the rest of the time. I still expect Deion Smith at any time. They're just picking out a time for that, I guess. I don't know. You did that well. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think you know exactly when you're expecting it. I, I hope I'm right. I'm getting <laughs> frustrated, if I'm honest. Hey, who do we have? Miss Lowell, Buck. What's up? How you guys doing? Oh, we're good. Oh, lovely. <clears throat> hey, I just want to thank you guys. Uh, it's been a great year. I love your site. I'm kind of addicted to it. It's, I've got a problem, so. But uh, it's a good really addiction. Appreciate it. It's a good addiction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get all my. You can get all the news, all the news there. So, not just football, but in life in general. So, <laughs> um, whatever you're looking hey, for, bud. What am I say it again? I said whatever you're looking for, you can find it on the message board or just ask. You can. You absolutely can. No doubt. Um. Hey, I, I want to get your thoughts on this because I, I I really am interested in getting your thoughts on how this NIL stuff is going to work. Especially, you see Texas A&M, Texas, you name it. In the past, they just they just throw money at stuff and just hope it works, you know. Yeah. And now, and and they've never been successful. I mean, they just. They've been successful, but not at the the high level. And you see Texas A&M come in first. Texas comes in fourth in recruiting. But I really want to hear your thoughts on giving a kid who's 17, 18 years old. Let's just say let's just say it's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Kid coming into college with two hundred fifty thousand dollars. What is the incentive? For him to wake up at six, to go to class, I don't know. I, I just I'm, I'm curious as to hear your thoughts around that. Um. Well, most kids aren't getting the two fifty in one year, so you have to keep going to class and keep getting up at six to get well, the some, rest of it. Some are they're being promised it though. Some, but not yeah, that, that's a not, lot for not a many, year though. Sure. Yeah, we're talking about a very small subject. Like, I know the details on a couple of Bo Nix's NIL deals at Auburn. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he can get those here. And no, I don't think he would get them in Cincinnati either. Um, No, I don't. I don't either. But let's let's talk about like the Ewers kid who who was at Ohio State. Supposedly got a million bucks. Yeah. 
did he get that up front or is it just like, hey, every month we're giving you so much or Oh, I'd love he, I'd love to know the answer to that. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, because like what are the stipulations? I mean, what does he have to do? What's the whatever that goes along with that? My hunch is that at least some of it was just canceled. Because I'm sure there were some clauses about remaining in places and different things and whatnot. I mean, 100%. I mean, like, I don't mind saying this. Our deal with Chance, I paid Chance twice. I paid him half at the beginning and then half about halfway through. Yep. You know. And, and, that, and, that's, and that's one deal. And, and So we had people – so help me here, Vibin. So we had people – and I don't know loyal. the answer to this, loyal. I'm sorry. We had people asking today on the board about an NIL plan that involved us, mean, meaning rebelgrove.com, MPW Digital, whatever. Yeah, we funnel money to you guys. Where you funnel money to us and we get players to basically read commercial readers. What's that worth? Does that work? Does that minimize our value as quote journalists? What is that? How does that work? Like, I, I, well, the I look, answer to that is absolutely yes. Now it makes us part yeah, of the program. There's no right? doubt about that. It, ma- it makes us. <laughs> yeah. It makes us homers. Mm-hmm. But what is what is it worth? Does it does that add value to our product? Probably. Oh, you think? Oh, so? you think so? How so? You could. I'm not telling well, you, because, and, and this not rhetorical. People, people would. Well, see, I think what you have to capture in all this is the cap and t-shirt crowd. I mean, and I consider myself part of the cap and t-shirt crowd. I'm not giving multi thousands of dollars to the university. I'm not, you know. But I think there's a place for anybody in this, you know. And so, I actually think it would actually be good for your business to a certain extent. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I looked at it today, and I, I I didn't have a lot of time to think about it because I had a, a a super busy day. But in the in the little bit of time that I kind of gave thought to it, I thought, you know what, we probably would gain a lot of goodwill from it. You gain a lot of business, but then Neil, knowing your journalistic integrity, it's gonna it's gonna pain you. It's gonna just it's gonna. But I like money be... more than I like Big J journalism. So I mean, I do. So it I comes down to. That. I mean, I do. So because so it comes down to. So it's that. It's kind but of. But you a, think people would subscribe to you versus somebody else because you did that? Because we were giving nil. Why would you not? Because we Why were funneling. That, we were funneling completely legal nil money to players. Maybe. Absolutely, people would subscribe. Now the question That's a would, the question would be so here's the question right because I did this deal with chance so I did one thing and by the way and I'm going to write about this in 10 thoughts I'm I am such a big chance Campbell fan at the end of this year uh what a phenomenal young person um forget the football I mean I hope for his sake that he has a long NFL career I do because he's a great great person but in the event that he doesn't there's there's no chance in my mind that, that Chance Campbell's not a success in life. Okay, I mean I'm, I'm a exactly. I mean if yeah. you could see the interactions that we have before we hit the record button, he's just so impressive. Um, I mean it's just been it's been a, it, frankly it's probably spoiled me a bit if I'm honest because I don't know that I can replicate that multiple times over. 
That being said, and, and Neil, he's going to be one of those guys that money does not it doesn't change who he is. Yeah, yeah, wise. yeah. No, no. He's well, he's got a great family. I've I've gotten to know his dad a little bit, and um, he's a great guy too. And they're they're a really they're really nice people. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of his, and uh, I hope it. I hope he has whatever decision he makes. I hope he makes the decision that that's in his heart, and I hope he follows it. And I hope that whether it's coming back to Ole Miss or going pro or whatever, whatever he does, I'm cheering for him. Um, he, he's a phenomenal kid, but, but any anyway, young person, not a kid. Um, anyway, like, I don't know what like chance. And I talked about this one day, like, what is this, you know, what did this do for, for him? Uh, we're going to do like two more, probably one more before the game and then one after the game. And then that'll, that'll do it. You know, what did it do for him? Like, I think what it did for him is besides the money and he made some money, he didn't make a ton of money, but he made some money. Um, I think Ole Miss people got to know him instead of him being just the kid that transferred from Maryland. They know him now. Uh, yep. They have a feel for if you watched, you know, a handful of those roughly eighteen-minute interviews each week. Um, you you have a feel for who he is, what he's about, what motivates him. Um, you know his his appreciation for uh, a, a new experience, not only playing at Ole Miss and the Grove and all the stuff, all the stuff he talks about, the walk of champions I have every week. It's like, wow, where are all these people coming from? But he got to go to Auburn. He got to go to Tuscaloosa. He got to go to Knoxville. He got to go play in the Egg Bowl on the road. You heard him talk about that. I mean, those are all, for a kid from Maryland who had played in the Big Ten and grown up in Maryland, whose dad played at Penn State, those were all completely new experiences. And because of COVID, he went to Ole Miss sight unseen. So it's been a cool story, and you've gotten to know him. And had we not done that, given the way that uh, media relations and college athletics is today, I don't know that you would have really gotten to know Chance Campbell the way that you've gotten to know him. And I think there is some. Well, but I'll say this, and I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm stepping out, or I mean, I'm not making fun of anybody because we all have guys. Because there's there is a player. Who a lot of people really like talking to that I don't. He dry. He kind of gets on my nerves. I know who you're talking I'm, about. I'm not going to say the name. No, no, but, no. Sure. But we were discussing that while I was waiting on, I guess, Kiffin or somebody the other day, and another media member was talking, and again, not in a bad way. Likes the kid, but sure. it mentioned that they had gotten chance a lot on weekly press conferences at the lectern each week, and that. Which pissed me off, but anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah, kind of like, hey, thanks. Yeah, but sure. his point was, he said he didn't know that he had used a quote that in that context, without having a conversation and it just being stuff, it was nowhere near insightful and it was just a bunch of scattershot stuff. So mm-hmm. it frankly didn't lead to anything, didn't amount to nothing, and didn't actually give things that they could use in their content, in their opinion. Because you didn't get the benefit that I got, which was having an in-depth yes. conversation. Because everybody's just mm-hmm. rapid-firing yeah. as you and, go. And what's interesting is the player you mentioned, and I will not say his name either, I will not say anything more about him, but there was someone who wanted to do an NIL deal involving that player, and that player passed. Yeah. He didn't want to do it. Anyway, I, <clears throat> I, guess, I sabotaged I your line of my- questioning. I'm sorry. I guess my, you know, the, my, my thought is you see some of these kids going to Texas, Texas A&M, whatever. I don't even know what their L deals are, whatever. But can can you load up a kid? And, and, Neil, you've got two kids in college. Can you imagine your freshman in college with, let's just say, $50,000 in their pocket? 
Oh, uh, no. I'm sure she. I mean, I'm, I'm sure she would like to imagine that, but no. I yeah, can't. of course we yeah. all would. Sure. I mean, shoot. But yeah, I, I think there's part of this that, like, right now it is the Wild Wild West, but it is going to be reformed pretty heavily in the next three years. I would I would suspect. You know, a lot of people think that, and it's interesting. A lot of people don't, and I I don't know. I mean, I'm sort of. I'm, I'm so is of, the end game getting to college and and making a bunch of money in college and you know what the you, pro? you know what I think the end game is? I'll be honest. I think the end game is that you go one place for two years and get money and hop, and then you take advantage of your celebrity and you hop to the, uh, another program for the rest of your college career. Well, I think that's where the group of five is going to be really these kids that. Maybe they don't get the SEC or Big Ten or whatever. They go to SMU, and SMU's putting down money. You know, you go over there, you make a little money, perform. I mean, that's that's the incentive is to go somewhere where you can work your way up to make more money, I think. You know, someone – here's – Christopher says Corral has – Referring to, I'm, I'm assuming referring to Matt Corral has 30,000 followers on Twitter. Imagine him putting up a short clip promotion of MPW, OEP, all of its sponsors. What would that be worth? What would that be worth to our other sponsors? I don't know. It, it's 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 where it's where I have a hard time because look, there could be some real tangible benefit because look, here's the here's the positive and here's the negative. And this isn't about Corral doing it. This is just in general sure. marketing your your subscribers. Sure. It's even talking NIL, but the positive is that. Just because somebody doesn't go the next day and buy something from that sponsor does not mean there's a residual later on down the line. Of course. Hey, when I need that, it's in my head. There is a well, there's a more long-term value to that. I'll give you an example of that. There's an advertiser on our site who's been advertising for a while. I don't want to name him. But in the last month, out of the blue, I've had several, hey, who's that fill-in-the-blank? Yeah, sure. Where because it's the way men shop, and our audience is about ninety one to ninety two percent male. Sure, we do the four percent joke, but it's a little more than that. But men don't shop in a way that women shop. Not saying one's right or yeah. wrong, whatever. But men wait till the last minute. No, hey, who's that? I'll give you an example. I listen to Adam Carolla a lot. And uh, I like him. It, it, it passes the time. I, I, I typically agree with his views. I like the way that he thinks. I like the people who are on his show. And one of his sponsors is Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And Campbell, my daughter, the oldest daughter, likes to kickbox and stuff. And um, I bought Fight Club for her. And Carson and I fight spent camp, but fight yeah. camp. Yeah. yeah, Carson and I spent today setting up Fight Camp upstairs. And I'm hoping it doesn't go crashing through the floor. Surely it won't. We put a lot of sand <laughs> into that thing, and I'm a little concerned. But anyway, we did that. But I would have never heard of them before the podcast. Um, so right. you know what, right. what? What is what is the value of that? I mean, is there? I, I I don't I don't know these answers. It's we, we I, sometimes I feel like when I say wild wild west, people think it's a cop out, but I kind of mean it. Like I I feel like we're sort of in uncharted territory. I know that no, we are. I know that Luke Abney and and the Rogue benefited. From uh from the deal with with Chance, they sponsored that. I told Chance when we first agreed to it. You know, he and I talked a couple of times. I talked to his dad first. People say, "How did it happen?" I talked to his dad first, and uh, his dad talked to to Chance, and then 
Chance and I talked and in the summer and I guess we talked a couple of times and he said, Hey, let me think about it. And he called me back and he goes, I think I want to do it. And at that point I said, well, here's kind of what I'm offering. And I told him when he agreed to the money, I said, I, I might be ripping you off. You might be ripping me off. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I felt like that was being completely honest with him. And I think, I think frankly, given what I know, I probably got the better end of the deal a little bit. But I don't know. I don't know what it's worth for Chance down the road, right? Here's this kid who, who he signed with Maryland. He played with Maryland out of out of high school. He played with Maryland for what three seasons, and so he came to Ole Miss. And I mean, if Chance came back to Ole Miss now, um, you know, ten years from now, let's say Chance, let's say the Sugar Bowl is his last game, so he would have played thirteen games in an Ole Miss uniform. Thirteen games. That's not a lot of games. If he came back ten years from now, I think Ole Miss people would give him a standing ovation. What's that worth? I I don't I don't have any idea. I, I have I'm I'm not I, I don't I'm frankly I'm not smart it. enough to put put to put dollars on that. Maybe Chase, maybe Chase is. I, maybe you are. I, I but I'm not. I don't know. Beats me. It, well, it's the it's the part of it. Whereas I'm saying like podcast advertising we know works for a couple different reasons. One sure. because it's the host talking. You guys are listening to us every day. You trust us. We typically pick products that we believe in. We've turned people down because we just don't like the product or something else. So we know if we're talking about it, there's a reason we're doing that, and there's an integration there. You remember it. There's also we while you know we're reading ads and paying bills, it's in a it's it's not a break to commercial, and for whatever reason that makes a huge huge difference. Point being though, that's a lot different than just this targeted. Hey, what is it worth? Because this pops up on Instagram for ten minutes, or you know, whatever one post—not ten minutes, but one post or whatever—and I, I don't know that because, like, one of the things that drives me insane is when Darren Ravel does the "Oh God, look, he talked about that," and that—that that means that was worth one point three million dollars. It's like that's no way that's tangible. How do you do that? Yeah, there's nothing about that that's tangible. So it's—it's—I I feel like that's what we're doing. We're trying to figure out how to target these things and what medium to put them in at this point. And I'm not sure anybody has those direct answers at this at, at this juncture. Well, I can tell you guys, and you, you guys know this. Been around the SEC long enough. I mean, SEC fans are the same across the board, whether it's Ole Miss or you name it. But if one of their players comes up and says, "You know, I want you to buy this," those fans are going to do it. And it doesn't. I mean, and, and that kid may never go pro. I mean, there's been some of those guys like so endearing, like a Jordan Tiamo. He never made. It. I mean, he got on an NFL team. Hey, but, Jordan, to his credit, signed the deal with the uh, Washington Football Team today. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Jordans are you talk about great people that we've covered. Uh, top, top ten. Oh yeah, yeah. Jordan's phenomenal. What a human being. Well, I mean, and I mean, you look what John Rice Plumlee has made. A he's made some money. Sure, I mean, he has. Uh, yeah, people love him, and he's it, not a superstar by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, I hope he. I hope he gets whatever he wants in life, and maybe. But, you know, just me and my eyes looking at it, he's never going to play in the NFL, but people will do whatever it takes to support him. And that's just, and that's the same across the landscape of, of SEC football. People love their their players. And I, I don't know, I guess I guess one of the things I'm wondering is, is it's, you know, it's not like Jerry Neely getting a subway deal or whatever. I'm talking about these things that are coming. It's just like you throw money at this collective you know whatever you want to call it and then they funnel out the cash and it's it's no there's no product behind it that that's what i'm kind of interested in 
Roman, that's does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Well, that, like that's the. It's not the unintended consequence, but it's what everybody knew was going to happen despite all the rigmarole crap about how it lets somebody actually sell a car at a car dealership. No offense, Corey, I just picked something out. But, like, I mean, we all knew where it was going to go once it became legal. That was a duh. Oh, yeah. I, I could come up with an LLC tomorrow that is nothing. It's a, it's a, a widget or whatever. It's, I'm not selling anything. Yes. You just funnel money into it, and I'm just funneling it back to the kids. Yes. A little breaking news, Miles Brennan staying at LSU for 2022. I saw that. That's a name off the board. Hey, it's I a really do appreciate you guys. Y'all, y'all are the best. I'm, okay. <laughs> I love what y'all do. Appreciate it, bud. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you were worried about Miles Brennan. You've been worried about Miles I may Brennan. or may not have made a joke or two. Admit it, admit yeah, it now yeah, yeah, that you've been yeah, a little yeah. worried about Miles. You're like, this surely not. Hey, who do we have? Hey, y'all, this is Red talking. Hi, what's up? Uh, I, I presume you are doing well. Um, We're lovely. So I, I just have, I have a quick thought. Um, when it comes to the, to the transfer portal, like intuition tells me you can't, you can't sustain a program signing 15 guys from the portal every single year. Um, but at the same time, at what point do you – I, and I think I think you may have said this um, on the signing day podcast, Chase. But at what point is is Kiffin just good with the portal? And if guys he signs continue to be impact players, and guys like Jake Springer, guys like Chance Campbell, Umana, again, we've we've been through this. But um, at what point does it get be- become an interesting conversation of whether it's sustainable in any in any way? Oh. Um, I'll hang up. Yeah, sure. I'll go. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think it is sustainable to a degree every single year. I don't think Lane Kiffin is going to get bad at the portal. I think he's going to be very good at the portal because it does. It resembles NFL free agency in a lot of ways, and it's very straight. It's, hey, here's the deal. Here's how I'm going to get you the ball. Here's what you get. I'm going to move you on to the league. Cool. Let's pick a piece. We all copacetic. All right, moving on. I mean, that, that mm-hmm. that's what that is. You You can absolutely sustain it. You just need in the high school side of recruiting to be efficient. It's not even about necessarily getting guys or not getting guys. I didn't think they were very efficient. I thought they spent a ton of time on Percy Lewis, a ton of time on Jaheim Otis. Here's a the ton thing of about time. I mean, frankly, you got your money's worth of rebelgrove.com today because there was a hell of a post about Jaheim Otis and what went down there and how, yeah. how that thing got sorted out today. Yeah. That I had to kind of look a couple times and went, all right, yeah, I believe you. I know who you are. All right, moving well, I, on. I know who it is. Yeah. I, I believe. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're good. Um, I would bet on that before yeah, I bet 100%. against that. Sure. Uh, but at the same time, everybody's going into the portal, and if you're damn great at the portal, that means you're just damn great at the portal, and that gives you an advantage. But Hang on, caller. We'll be right to you. Yeah. There's a reason why the top teams in the country got a bunch of high school kids that were ranked top teams in the country. I'm not just going to completely ignore that. Of course. At the same time. And look, I think – my guess is that as this thing moves and the roster gets a little deeper, Lane will go to a more traditional format of recruiting and, you know, yeah. lock in and go from there. Hey, who do we have, caller? Hey, this is Steve in Greenville. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. hey uh, first off, love the show. Neil, love the Kojak haircut. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't, but uh, I got... thanks. <laughs> um, 
I have a, I've been talking to some friends here the last couple of days, and we've been talking about the future of college football, and I want you to tell me where I'm wrong. Okay. Okay, I agree with you. The Super Conference is coming. I, I think eventually it's going to be just one giant 36, 40 teams, something like that. Okay. I think that the uh, at which point I think we're going to the twelve team playoff. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me we went to sixteen eventually. Going to twelve for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, but with that comes the risk of players get injuries. Mm-hmm. You let somebody like Arch Manning get a team to the playoffs and then get a career-ending injury, no amount of money he got paid is going to equal to what he was going to get in the NFL. Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So I think at that point, players are going to start saying, hey, wait a minute, that could be me, and they're going to stop start opting out of the playoffs. And then teams like Cincinnati are going to win because they're going to have fewer opt-outs. And fans are going to go, yeah, you won, but come on. You're really the national champ, and they're going to start tuning out. I could be proven wrong. My guess is that when there is a title on the line, it still matters. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I think that it would take a rash of injuries in those kind of I'll give you an example. Today, Kenneth Walker III dropped out of the Peach Bowl. He's not going to play. Uh, Michigan State's playing Pitt. Is that right? Yeah. If that game were a national quarterfinal game or a first-round game or whatever, I think he would play. I could be wrong. I mean, Steve, I could completely be wrong. Chase could be wrong, but I agree with Chase. I think if that game, quote, meant something, end quote, he would play. All right. And the other thing I I, I think is going to happen is – these boosters are going to keep giving more and more money to get these players. And like you said earlier, you, you like more, more money more than you like, you know, Big J. Yeah. Well, they're going to want more and more say in how the programs run. The players are going to want to get paid from get from day one. They're going to want to get a check from the university and be in former union and all that. At which point some corporations, some booster with big money is going to say, hey, let's just use Ole Miss as an example. Hey, I'll give you $100 million. You let me hire the coaches, run the program, and I'll pay the players. So that way you can go back and say, hey, we didn't violate Title IX. They're paying the players. We're not paying the players. They're paying the players. And the schools will just sit back and collect their check and not have to worry about it. Mm. Uh, that's a lot. I, I can't <laughs> – I'd have to really think about that one. And at which point we'll have a draft and not re- signing day. That won't happen. You don't ever see us getting a draft? No, I do not. Because mm-hmm. kids choose where they go to school. Well, if they're getting paid, you know – no, I, I don't. I, for example, for. for example, a kid from who grew up in Oxford gets drafted by Michigan State. No, I don't. I don't think that happens. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's realistic. Yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to get y'all thought on it. And one more thing, you are talking about the coaches using the helicopters. Yeah. 
Uh, a friend of mine's dad played at Alabama in the mid '60s. Bear Bryant landed the, or was on the helicopter that landed on the practice field and walked out and signed him. Oh, okay, there you so go. So the sum total of their conversation was sign here. He signed. She got back on the helicopter and flew off. <laughs> okay, how about that? Hey, thanks for the call. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thanks. You want bye. Hey, who do we have? Hey, who's this? This is Casey. How are you guys? What's up, Casey? Oh, man, watching the sh- uh, show. Merry Christmas. Merry early Christmas Thank you. to you guys. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, too. Thanks, bud. So here's the problem with the portal. Y'all tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. The, be- the best players don't go into the portal. I mean, oh, I and mean, then when they do, when they do go into the portal, they go to the best teams. Yeah, like e- Ryan said, Eli Ricks today going to Alabama. Sure. So you know, I mean, the portal's fine to patch things up, but Kiffin can't complain about depth if he can't build it. And so, I just think I think the portal's a good thing, and I think it will get changed. But I mean, right now. If if the next step is to be competing for an SEC West title mm-hmm. or, or playing for one, sure, then the portal isn't going to do it because because how heavy is Alabama into the portal and and they're really picking who they want. Yeah, they're they're very picky with the portal. They they're not reliant on the portal. The portal for them is a um, just a little filler here. Yeah, there. the portal for them is going to a stake a steakhouse and going yeah you know what today i will have the crab topping yeah <laughs> i like that analogy. hey jameson williams yeah hey yeah i mean yeah they were going in they were going to have the finest steak and they were going to have a couple of the great sides they were going to have a the, the best bourbon on the on the the best bourbon available and then they were going to have a fine wine and you know what i will have the crab yeah sure i mean it's it's i mean that may sound obvious but at some point, uh, you, you've got to you, you've got to do better. Um, you can't rely strictly on the portal. And here's an issue that I have that I think is a major problem with the way this NIL thing is done. And maybe people have talked about it, but the people that have the greatest incentive to pay players can't or are not supposed to. What do you mean? Universities, teams. Oh yeah, coaches. sure, sure. So, so that's the so here's the issue. It doesn't matter how you structure the NIL stuff. The people who who are going to really change it are going to be the coaches or, or the university or however. Because here, here's the issue that that uh, you know you can you can run into. Well, you don't want kids to hop around just for money, and you don't want kids to opt out of bowl games or, or big or big games. Maybe mm-hmm. you you don't care, but. If you could somehow structure an NIL deal to where they, it would be incentivized based on they, they had to play the whole season or they – I mean, because the college kids can't – I don't really have a whole lot of sympathy for a lot of the college kids now that don't get scholarships because they're getting paid now. They're employees now. There's, there's, a, there's a double-edged sword to that. They're still kids, but mm-hmm. they're getting big money. Sure. You know? So sure. you, you have to – you have to understand that you know you're you're no longer a student athlete. You're employed student athlete to an extent. Well, here's the it's, unintended consequence, Casey, of even the Texas thing. Everybody's been bragging on their charity and the offensive line thing. Mm-hmm. When yeah. a couple of those dudes don't play by their sophomore year and they're kind of struggling, 
the head of that charity or that LLC or whatever is going to oh. go, hey, why are we paying that guy? Why are we, why, why are we paying Billy Johnson? Yeah, yeah. And, and, Billy and, Johnson's and not very good. Let's stop giving him the fifty grand. Exactly, and they, they would be justified. It, it's a business, you, you, you know. Now, now, would they be justified? Because if it's a shell deal, the people who are paying it are people who are just trying to get players to their school anyway. I mean, sure. do they really care? Uh, you know, no, because there's no marketability well, there. When at you all. try to process Billy Johnson, and he goes, "No, no, no, I don't want to leave Texas. I'm good. I'm making fifty thousand dollars a year to be on scholarship as an offensive lineman. I'll be the third string offensive guard." There you go. So it's, it's so a, I have a so it's a really interesting time in, in college sports, duh. But I mean, yeah. So Casey, let me ask you a question. Part. Casey, let me ask you this. I have a question from Denver Reb. It's a good question. I'm gonna let you answer it with me. So that way, if I answer it wrong and you answer it with me, you can everybody can get mad at Casey as well. <laughs> they ask Neil, was yesterday a wake up call for Kiffin? And my answer is, it should have been. Yes, it's a wake up call. I I love Coach Kiffin, and you know we, we did a lot of things really good this year, and I think his strength is definitely a play caller. Uh, he's a player's coach. He's fantastic. I don't think anybody can argue with him. But why did so many people pass on him? It's not because he, he, he isn't great or he couldn't be. Yeah. But he hasn't proven that he can build a, 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 a program. program. Yes. He's now, proven, now, he's he does proven, a hell of a job at putting teams he's together. He's proven that he, he can he walk onto your campus and take your roster and win. Exactly. Now, you know, maybe he can do that. And I'm not saying he can't. I mean, I was – Super pumped when he got an extension, right? The little tweet came out. I was fired up. I'm, I'm lane trained. Sure. But you have got to build a program. You can't patchwork it. And you might catch lightning in a bottle and, you know, one year and be, be really, really good. But damn, fellas, we were 10 and 2. I mean, <laughs> if, if you, we could have easily been 8 and 4. Yeah. But, but it's, but it's, there's a lot of factors, and and I think the the wake up call is look you you can't lose big time recruits in state because you just don't know what you're doing. I mean you got to find a way, um, and and you can't and you can't have. I'm interested to see what he's going to talk about next year because he can't talk about lack, lack of depth anymore. He he, you can't do it. If you if you recruit a class like that, it's going to be harder to come up with that stuff. Well, we're really injured. Well, where's everybody else? But don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know. Um, well, Chase I mean, Chase I, told me today we were talking privately, and I'll, I'm about to out him a minute. He's probably about to get pissed off, and he should. But he he said he can't play the. What'd you say? He uh-huh. can't he can't play the uh, nil card ever again. He's played it one time. That's it. He can't play it again. He yeah, can't. because here's your problem when you play the NIL card. Yeah. Is that when you play it the next time, you're making your program look small and incapable. Mm-hmm. That's Chase, the problem. You, know you can't play it, though. You're getting paid $7.5 million a year. To figure it out. Well, because look, here's the deal. F- figure it out, man. Yeah. This I is mean, not, you're, not. Hey, you're absolutely right. None of this is overly a surprise because let's just be honest for a second. If Lane Kiffin did everything correctly, 
and I'm not trying to take a line from Neil here, he wouldn't be at Ole Miss. He would have been the coach in the NFL for the last 15 years, or he'd be the coach at Ohio State for the last decade, or he'd be waiting on Nick Saban to leave Alabama, or whatever the hell is you want to put there. There's a story that someone yeah. very, very close to Kiffin told. And I got a point, so let me finish this, because I ahead. will forget. Okay, I, go ahead. The, the past week has told me I will forget. Sure. Is that, you have amnesia. Yeah, I know. Is that, look... You, when you got Lane Kiffin, you got Lane Kiffin with the good and the bad. And the good is that all the things you just mentioned, he's a hell of a play caller. He's a hell of a team builder. He's going to give you tons of PR. He's going to help a t- all kinds of stuff around your program. And the gamble, or twofold, when you do this too, is that he might try to up and leave on you quickly. And two, he's got to learn how to do some different things in recruiting and to build the program. So none of this is a surprise. Look, Mississippi State taught him a lesson this week. Does he learn from it? Does he do different things to build from that? Do they find ways to be more efficient? Do they do better in living rooms in the South? I don't know. We'll see. But that was where his next step was always going to be. He's just in a little quicker of a high-rent district to get there than people expected because they're 10-2. and two. I mean, had he been 8-4, 7-5, would be having a whole different conversation now, too. But part of it is, hey, you went 10-2, and two, now where's the players? And we got to be careful, yeah. too, because we've always said it's next year. It's always a year after. It's never as big on an impact standpoint, maybe other than the portal immediately. So th- there's a lot of context that goes into this thing. But in a lot of ways, he's right on schedule with what you knew you were getting with Lane Kiffin. Yeah, and, and here's the thing to think about, too. Georgia and A&M are recruiting every year. It's never next year for them. And, hell, they still can't get it done. So – you know, there's there's that to think about. And I will say this, and this is being an Ole Miss fan, I think Lane learned a valuable lesson that's going to benefit Ole Miss in, in this way. I think we're going to get his best shot. I think not getting called by LSU or Florida or, yep. or Miami or whatever mm-hmm. is going to allow us to get his best shot because he's going to have to say, well, do I want to be at the beach? Do I want to be wherever I want to be? And look, I love Oxford. I'm from Mississippi. I'm not going to pretend like somebody from L.A. is in love with Oxford, Mississippi, and that's okay. Sure. That's why they make chocolate and vanilla ice cream. You know, but but here's the deal. Sure. He's going to have to build something to go. And we dodged a bullet this year by keeping him because by, – by not losing him, I think, because the way he is built and the way he's relied so heavily on the roster, uh, the portal for the roster, if he does jump, it's going to be a bigger gap for a new coach to come in. And so that that if the coach isn't really good at build, working the portal, so there, there's something to be said about that. But you know he's going to have to. He's he's done a fantastic job. It was a good class. It wasn't a great class, but but you can't in Mississippi and in the South you can't just assume you're going to get players. And if he gets players and he builds a program, then you know he's going to go wherever he needs to go. But Actually, until then. Actually, it's be tough. yeah, I actually anticipate he's going to be more invested in the next 12 months than he was in the previous 12 months. Sure. And I mean, I don't know how to I mean, I don't know how to put that into words and I've, I've I know people have said, "Well, you think he thought he was leaving?" I'm not prepared to go that strong, but I think he thought the season that he had was going to lend lead to more interest and when it didn't happen, that's right. I, I do think there's a certain degree of okay. Well, now I'm going to dance with the girl that brought me, and yeah. that doesn't mean he's going to stay at Ole Miss for 20 years. Uh, no. no, but, but don't it, you think? Like I said, he needs he needs that equity. I mean, he's he's going to. I think for someone yeah, to yeah. buy in, 
they're going to have to see it. Absolutely. If he wants to get one of the – look, Chase and I have talked about this. How many jobs are we talking about? I mean, how exactly. many how many jobs out there could he leave for? Ole Miss is paying seven and a half. I mean, that's what eleventh in the country. Tenth, yeah, that, I mean, that, Where is that, Chase? How much, seven and a half million. Mullen was at know. seven and a half ish, and he was seven or eight last year. So let's call it tenth yeah. for the sake of kicks and giggles. So to get one of the other nine jobs above that, I mean, you're going to have to prove a lot to people. You are, and he's. And I think for him, it's probably going to be more about where he goes. I think he's got plenty of money, but look, more money is always better than plenty. But sure, what, sure. What, 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 what do NFL coaches get paid? Like, what, what's the, are they making as much as college or no? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot of them make more. That. A lot of them make more. And look, look, I do think this. Whether Lane thinks this or not, I don't know. I do think the best fit for Lane Kiffin, the guy that I've covered for two years. That's all I'm basing it on. I do think the best fit for him is the NFL. Yeah, it feels like his strength is not swapping hoodies with kids and riding around in a, in a Porsche. I just, I don't, I think it's almost like it feels like he's, I mean, he may love it. I, I don't know. And he does have special bond with players. So there's something to be said about that. But it just seems like that's not what he's built for. But, I mean, Saban doesn't do that either. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I don't want to say surprise because that's not the right word, but has it been interesting to you just how bought in Kiffin has got the team, gotten the team? How much of that is a product of winning and how much of that is a product of the organization that has been put in place because I mean not, not just no opt outs, no Kenneth Walker type deal, but yeah, I mean they're. I told Neil today. I mean I don't know. I know I'm going to pick Ole Miss. I know we're not seeing a ton of stuff, but what we are seeing, they seem as locked in as possible for a team not going to a playoff game, excited about a bowl game. I mean I, they're going to show up and at least in their minds be ready to pop Baylor. Yeah, for sure. I've no doubt Ole Miss is showing up ready to go. So there's a thread on the board. I must have missed this. I haven't read it. I'm only reading the thread here. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of scared to open the thread, yeah. if I'm honest. Uh, we won't have a Christmas hand-raised guys because Chase Was has, it New Year's that you did the yeah. by yourself last yeah. year? Is that, is, that, is that correct? So Caroline and I will do a Christmas night show. We did it last year, and Caroline wants to do it again, so we will. Hopefully some of you will, will join. <laughs> Maybe you won't. It might just be me and Caroline and, and her friend Megan looking at each other for an hour. Um, yeah, we did. A, I did a huge New Year's Eve show last year. Where people were like, are you going to do a New Year's Eve show? And I was like, I, I wasn't planning to, but I'm not a big New Year's Eve person. And so I was like, why not? I'll do like an hour. And six hours later, I signed off. That was a long show, but it was fun. Well, yeah, because I, I, I don't think I even knew it was happening. I, I got on my phone and I'm logged in into the yeah. MPW digital feed, and it's like, well, I wasn't going to bother you with well, it. Well, no, no, no. I mean, it care. And it was like, would you like to go live? And I'm like, hold on, what the hell? And like, I'm clicking it, and I'm like, oh, we're live. Okay, yeah. here we go. No, I did. Like, I did six hours. Stayed till one in the morning. Was it that late? Well, once it got to like ten thirty, it's like let's ring in the new year. 
Yeah. And people kind of got nostalgic. You know, people called in and, you know, you get, you get sentimental at the holidays. Yeah. Don't you? That's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I do. There's a, there's a, there's a mood. Yeah. I mean, you know, your family's home and it's just different. I mean, it's, 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 um, yeah. Well, there's, it's more of too, like, and frankly, last year, everything oh, wait, was. Did, did Pickett opt out of the game? Oh, did he really? I don't know. So Robert, oh, I haven't seen Robert that. Mack that? says that. Where is that? It's on our, our a thread. I didn't mean well, no, I you. see that. No, it's fine. Yeah. I no, mean, no, that's, I don't know. That's fairly significant news. I'm uh, let's see. Can he pick it? Surely not. Does that surprise you? Yeah, kind of. It's your last game. Yeah, Kenny Pickett will not play in Peach Bowl. Wow. It's all over the uh, – yeah, Dean Straka, who appears to be a a journalist, he uh, says the Peach Bowl could have been a show with Kenneth Walker and Kenny Pickett, and then we'll have neither. Mm. Um, I mean, I get the opt-outs, but it sucks for the sport, and it's hard to see the issue improving anytime soon. Which comes back to my point. Ole Miss having zero opt-outs with Sam Speaks Williams and Matt Corral and mm. dudes that – I mean, frankly, even some guys that maybe they want to get into the portal later. Yeah. I mean, you're showing up. I mean, Sam Williams, I mean, he almost kind of like scoffed at the question of the day. I mean, it was like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm, yeah. I'm, I know it's, it's, it's all good. So people are asking about what we're going to do. Yeah. Chase is going to cover the if, game. Chase is going to cover the game. I don't. I'm going to go down on the 27th with Chase. We're going to go down. I'm probably going to come back because it's for what we do and what you guys expect. One of us probably needs to be here. I might do a New Year's Eve show again. I don't know. We'll see. I've, I haven't decided, but I'll probably come back on New Year's Eve and Chase will cover the game, and then we're we're going to do a season-ending MPW Digital postseason show brought to you by Walk On Sports Bistro. Uh, on the next on day. January the second that night, yeah, it ought to endear you as a fan base even further to Matt Corral, Sam Williams, those guys, because they're playing. Yeah, I, I, and I wasn't. I, I guess I did say appears to be a journalist. I didn't necessarily. I did not necessarily mean that in a negative context. But that is a good. That's <laughs> not the worst phrase to take to take with us from moving from moving forward. Well, in this world, you never really exactly know whether it's a blog or a fanboy. It's a twenty-four-seven writer covering. Well, that, that doesn't that doesn't settle anything. I, I, I don't know who he covers. It's it's he has his uh, his Twitter thing is. Do you remember those like old timey mascot caricatures where they would like put them all in one picture? Like the SEC one would have Colonel Red, oh, and yeah, the yeah, Gator, yeah. and all that. Sure, it's the Big Twelve one. So I see like. Or maybe in the Southwest Conference. Hell, now that I look, yes, yeah, the Southwest Conference because Arkansas is in it. It's Texas and A and M and Arkansas and SMU and Baylor and Texas Tech. It's, yeah, it's the old Southwest Conference oh, one. Kind of nostalgic. Yeah. So, whatever. Uh, Bubba, thank you so much for the uh, super chat. Appreciate you as always. CorinthDental dot com. If you are thinking about. Your teeth, Invisalign, lots of things going on at Corinth Dental. Get in touch with them. 12 months, no fin- no, uh, no, no interest financing at uh, Corinth Dental. 
Yep. <laughs> Robert Kimdichie didn't opt out. He jumped out. <laughs> he opted out a window. There was a certain... I'll never forget calling Hugh Freeze. I think I was the first person to tell Hugh that Robert had jumped out of a window. Were you really? I think so. He didn't know it? He didn't know because he was like, I need to make a call. Yeah, I'll, you do. He goes, I'll call you back. And to his credit, he, he called did. you back. He did call back. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you did that, and you told him one of the big recruits he recruited signed somewhere else. That was that was that was your Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, I was the one that told Hugh that Jeffrey Simmons was not signing with Ole Miss. He called while we were watching the stream. Yeah, because I showed y'all my phone. I was like, this can't be good, and it wasn't. Yeah, he's like, what do he do? And he was like, click. Yeah, he goes, what's going on? I said, he's signing with State like right now. Like we're watching the paper. Yeah, it's on the thing right now. Click. <laughs> I don't know. There was no giddiness in the Kimdichie thing. No, Frankly, for no. both those guys, it was just sad. It was it was it was draining to cover yeah. there at the I end. I mean, you know, like I've told the story before when Denzel was a freshman at Ole Miss, Ole Miss was playing in twenty thirteen at Georgia. And I went over on Thursday because I had a uh, arranged to meet with Beverly Kimdichie yeah. on Friday morning at a Starbucks inside a Barnes & Noble somewhere in suburban Atlanta. Oh, that's right. Remember that? Yeah. And I sat down with Beverly for, I don't know, two hours, maybe more. And I walked out of there and I called you and I went, Robert's going to Ole Miss. And you're like, what makes you say that? I'm like, we were writing the big feature. And so I, but I immediately, I went back to the hotel and sat down and started writing because I would send like big chunks, chunks. at a time to Because chase. back then our admin had all this code in it and yeah. you had to fill in code everywhere and I'm just filling in code. Yeah. So I sent, I would send chunks to Chase, like here, edit this, put it in, get it ready. And it was like five o'clock in the afternoon. It was ready and we ran. It was a huge story. I don't even remember what the hell it said. Just quoting her a lot. So I, I don't know. I always kind of felt partial to the the Kim Dichies. Well, it was kind of her story a little apart. bit too. It was a long thing about sure. like you know her not being around and being in Nigeria. And yeah, coming back and the whole deal. Um, I don't know where Denzel is now. Ginger asked. He was in Los Angeles last I saw. The last time I heard his name, he was trying to do rap or something in Atlanta, and actually, I want to say Ben Garrett went to. Like hang out with him with like Kentrell. Oh, I remember that. And it was the the unfiltered version of that night. Mm. It'd make a podcast. Yeah. Let's 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 say that. Yeah. Yeah. All the articles, Jake, are we can we can get any old article. I mean, I can go into the admin and search, and I'm pulling up crap from Grant Gannon and Kyle Veazey and people like that from from back in the day. Yeah. Um. Now the podcast or or poof. I don't. I yeah. don't know how to do that. I don't know. What's our football score? Uh, it's fourteen to ten, Chargers. One fifty-one to go in the second. Okay. Nine and four, Chiefs. Eight and five, Chargers. So I did a complete reset. Can you hear the helicopter? I don't hear it tonight. 
You still hear you it? You got to really pay attention, but it's in the very, very, very more faint than it was. Maybe, yeah. And it was I noticed it in the edit um, because it was um, oh edit. Uh, the bars were not going all the way down to zero; they were just hanging on just oh. ever so slightly registering the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. just a touch. Yeah, Zeni fan, fan, Phantom was Denzel's alter ego mm. um, pen name. I don't. Know. Yeah, I remember that. Whatever you want to. Yeah, I mean Robert was like, I mean it's it, one of the memories I had was in the Peach Bowl when the game's over. Everybody's worried about Laramie's leg. I mean because once Laramie got hurt, that became the only focus yeah, of that sure. game because of what was going on with TCU and Ole Miss and. Robert was like in his locker, and, except for me and Pat Forty and Eric Winter. Sorry, there was that, and then the TCU guys <laughs> celebrating the win while we were trying to do our show. Yeah, um, and Jeffrey wanting to like decapitate everyone on the row. Yeah, but he starts yelling at him. Um, Courtney Cronin walked over to Robert and noticed he had like he had like a stack of books in his locker, and they were on like existentialism or something like it was all these weird universal like things and he, Hang starts, on, Carl, like, right he starts like doing this whole interview on like this i'm like what the is going yeah. on right now yeah like, it, it's, i it, do it, remember it, that like what are we doing yeah <laughs> hey who do we have yo it's grind hey grind what's up man no much man just enjoying the show you guys enjoying the show <clears throat> man so the sound and day three at have you guys checked out uh you know what your what the sister site for FSU? You know the little show they had going. Have you guys checked out a little bit of that? I haven't. Had they a look like they were white as a ghost as that was going on. <laughs> I'm gonna hand you off to Chase for just one minute. I'll be right back. I mean, dude, they were they were out. <laughs> I mean, man, man their their recruiting analyst was literally like he was shaking back and forth because one guy had super chat and was like. Hey, tell him to fix his face. And he was like, my face is fine. And all this other stuff. And two started shaking. <laughs> it was so funny. I mean, there was a huge thread on their board talking about how they wanted to unretire Dion's number. They should just unretire the number. Man, I mean, Dion's, I mean. But, dude, does it translate or not? Is he going to be an FC, FBS coach next year? I think Dion, I think Dion will be a hell of a position coach. Well, sure, no doubt. Well, but okay. While yes, I agree, not to this level because these NIL stuff is not going to follow him as a position coach. He's got to be the face. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've like okay. Think about this with Corey Raymond. Like everybody knows Corey Raymond with LSU. Sure, and yeah. he's nowhere near. He's nowhere near Deion Sanders. Well, sure, of course. No, I'm not saying he's not going to recruit. I just don't know that he's like, oh, my God, this dude's about to trans- transform my program. I think it, it would have to work with a guy, you know, at a program to where, he, like, the program, the head coach and program might have to be fine with Dion being slightly bigger or not not being bigger, but kind of, you know, equal, you know, to their brand a little bit. Until 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 somebody figure, you know, thinks that his uh, coaching acumen is good enough to be a, a P five or G five head coach, but and I he's mean, got to also like, he's also got to clean up some of the other stuff. He can't yell at the reporter for not calling him Coach Prime. He can't, you know, he can't do the whole my wallet was stolen and then it it wasn't. I mean, yeah. like all that crap's got to go away. Yeah, yeah, true, true. That's true. So, got to be more professional. Got to you know round the edges. That's true. 
I'll, I'll, I'll jump but aside, I mean, uh, grind real quick. I like to, then I'll let you talk about whatever you want to. What's what's the bunker and what's everybody over there saying about Bo Nix? Ah, uh, man, it, Bo Nix is very polarizing with the Auburn people. With me, with me, man, like it's it, it, it like I don't I don't hate him. I don't you know I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. Like. I just think he's, you know, he, he is what it is. We've all seen him for three years. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a, you know, I don't think he's a guy that's, you know, going elevate the talent around him. And I also don't think a guy that's, well, I mean, if, if you know, if it hits the fan, he is a guy that can, like, throw it to hell. Like, you know, he is that guy. I have seen that guy. But, I mean, he has gotten better, but I just don't know, like, to what level that is. I'm not sure what Bo Nick's ceiling is. Are you surprised? I mean, you know, are you surprised that he would contemplate going to another SEC West school as opposed to like going to oh Indiana no. or something? If if me and Bo, if if like somebody was chilling with Bo Nix and then they told me that man, look, Bo Nix is transferring because he believes that he's too good for Auburn and that he, you know, the talent around him, he doesn't believe matches up to his talent and all that stuff. I could believe I could believe that Bo Nix believes that he's the best thing to happen to Auburn. That wouldn't like that wouldn't surprise me at all. So who's the Auburn quarterback next year? And, and I'm not and I'm not I'm not surprised to hear that his dad's looking for a job and they're trying to make sure that Caleb Nix has a landing spot. I'm not surprised at that at all. Yeah, I'm not either. Who is the but Auburn quarterback Auburn, next year? Well, we just hired our offensive coordinator from uh the Seattle Seahawks, we hired their QB yeah. coach, Austin former Davis. US, well, he's not USA bringing coach. Russell Wilson with him. I'm just going to let you know now. That's not uh, happening. Well, hey, Russell Wilson transferred to Wisconsin. Did, did, does he have a year left? He I mean, might, but I don't know that Auburn can do that. In a, I, Auburn's got a lot of money, but I don't know that Even Auburn can't afford that. I don't know that Auburn can afford that NIL. I'm just going to be real. No, man. I hear that target number one is uh, – the slowest kid from USC. That's why he started number one. Man, the, the, people, it, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. You're like, what? What could next year bring? And always, next year always brings new storylines. I mean, Keaton Slovis goes from USC to Auburn. Bo Nix potentially from Auburn to Ole Miss. Spencer Rattler to South Carolina. I mean, you go to media days, you're like, ah. Max Johnson, Max Johnson, the Texas A&M. Yeah, Max Johnson, the Texas A&M, and you're like, yeah, well, you know what? We'll make this work. I what mean, what the NIL has done? Plenty of things to write about. What the transfer portal has done is made college football the WWE. It's just a oh, freaking male a soap opera at it, this it, point. It's wrestling. Yeah. Hey, but well, this is why y'all buddies and you know the ACC, you know your journalist buddies and ACC and the national buddies saying that you know there needs to be a a salary cap, not on the NIL deals, but on the uh, the TV contracts. They say that, they, that the SEC and the Big Ten is causing all this because of the out of, the out of whack TV contract. Yeah, that it, you know, every conference it. should make. Yeah, well, money. good luck. Get over it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, look, if you can make the money, and those are the two leagues that can. Those are the two leagues that. And it's it's the two leagues that I watch, right? I mean, I, I'm just. I, I, those are the two leagues that week after week well, after Neil, week. Come on now, you know you can't turn down a good Pitt Syracuse game. Come I can, on, I can absolutely turn it down. But like you watch, I know, I know you're joking. But like you watch, like seriously, the last weekend of the season, mm-hmm. you get Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Auburn. If you are somebody who's sitting in some remote town in Colorado, and you don't care, 
and you watch those two games at about six o'clock, and I, I know I don't mean this I, seriously. I, I don't mean this to like get you at six o'clock when when uh, Bryce Young throws the TD pass that ends that game. You've watched mm-hmm. seven hours of college football, and you're like, I'm in. That's great. That was fan freaking tastic. And then after that, after that, you get Texas A and M LSU in an utterly meaningless game, which is freaking awesome. It was awesome. And so that gets you till ten o'clock. You go to bed that night going, Man, the Big Ten and the SEC are awesome. (laughs) I mean, holy shit. I get forget forget for a minute Michigan Ohio State because that had playoff ramifications. Forget for a minute Alabama Auburn, which is this historic rivalry that this year, at least for Alabama, had playoff ramifications. You get Texas A&M, which had just gotten his cock cleaned by Ole Miss, and LSU, which had just fired its coach, and they're playing this game that means jack nothing. It means nothing. It means nothing. And it's fantastic. And then what you did, too, because of the stupid time slots and all these other things in these other conferences, is you got ready to go to bed, and when you flipped it, it went USC and Cal, and you went, nope, I'm I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm I'm good. I'm going to bed. I'll, I'll, I'll watch Food Network for a minute, and I'm going to bed. Yeah, that's exactly that's what I did. That that LSU Texas A and M game ended. I watched it all the way to the end, and I was like, "Whoo, what a day! I'm done." And I flipped to the Food Network, actually okay, to the me, actually I'm, to I'm the gonna, cooking I'm channel. If you take the you know all the people outside of the SEC footprint, and you get and you had you, you know they they had the option to where, and package A is only Big Ten and SEC football games, uh-huh. and package B. It's everything else, Ooh. and you can either only you can only you can only have one or, one or two packages. But mm-hmm. which one do you think they'll choose? SEC hey. Big Ten. <laughs> yep. Really? Uh, uh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Can you think about the Saturdays where if you have the other package, how many games you're missing? Pissed off. Yeah, you're gonna versus miss- the other way of going. Okay, well, I still got these games. You're gonna miss Florida, right. Oklahoma. So you think I'm gonna ask you this? So you think like a Florida State fan would rather try to find the Florida State game a hundred percent Saturday deep down? And, does and he not? Does he not have to admit it out loud? Yes, because he doesn't give two dams about Virginia Tech playing Virginia. Not even a chance. Wow. Yeah, he gets to watch. He, so he gets to watch Michigan. Uh, for Wisconsin, Penn, Michigan, State, Wisconsin, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he gets to watch uh, Oklahoma, Florida. Yeah, he's in. So the USC fan is just trying to find their game for free and watch yep. it. Uh-huh. They'll stream it on Flow Network Absolutely, because he doesn't want to miss Michigan, Michigan State, Texas, Alabama. Dang, man. And Think about it, right? Am I right? I mean, Texas, Alabama is a huge game, right? If, if Texas it's is – It's what package pisses you off more if you miss it, and it's that. Yeah. One. Yeah. You yeah, don't, you don't want to when miss. I, I mean, and see, I keep forgetting about Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC, that's, and that's a big deal. Well, so, they're, yeah. they're, 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 they're coming. It's done. I mean, you, you y'all, get, I still can't believe that, y'all. LSU, I mean, LSU, Oklahoma on a year where they're both good. My God, that's a huge game. Do y'all do y'all have like have y'all heard anything about what this new SEC is going to look like? Like, I still can't imagine it, man. No, like, I know, nobody, like, nobody really I know knows. I mean, the, the 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 leader in the clubhouse is the eight team divisions for the first couple of years until they figure out how they're going to do pods and all that stuff, but. I think eventually it's it's I think eventually it's the four team pods 
I'll tell you what I really believe, and I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I pray to God that I'm still doing this and everybody can call in and go, you were an idiot, because that will mean that I was making money and I'm still alive. Um, I think that everybody looks at this along this lines of your conversation. I think everybody looks at the NFL, the four-team divisions, where everybody's sort of in it for a long time, which makes it really competitive, which makes – fan involvement all the way to the end, uh, pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. I think we see four-team playoffs with every winner of the four-team pod going to the play – four-team divisions with every winner of a four-team division going to a playoff. I think that's where we're going with college football. I just don't know that they exactly know how to do it yet. But I think the 32-team – Eight division, four teams in a division, which is the NFL model. I think everybody looks at that and goes, "That works," because it. But it, I mean, because it works. Do but, I, okay. When I like as an SEC fan, I understand it, and I'm like, "Yeah," but then I think about so the other seventy or so schools are just going like. I, I just don't see them going down without a fight. Like I. I well, like, they won't go down without a fight, but but I, I mean, if if I fought. Uh, Wilder, I, I I won't go down without a fight, but I will I will go down. You know what I mean? I mean I, I will lose. I mean I might I might try to punch him before he punches me, but I'm, I'm still going to go down. Like, see, the only reason I'm bringing this up with the whole money stuff is because like I find the whole FSU thing fascinating because they didn't have the best signing day, and then the whole Travis Hunter thing. Thank thank God Travis Hunter wasn't committed to basketball. I know he tossed the Auburn hat, but shoot, at least he wasn't committed. That was more symbolic. That was symbolic. I mean, the Florida State hat hurt. Yeah. Man, yeah. Dude, could you no. – the jokes would write themselves right now if Harson would have lost the top recruit to Jackson State. I'll just oh say that God. I pray to God that Arch Manning doesn't do that. Whatever he does, I, I don't want him to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I pray for Ole Miss fans that Arch Manning doesn't do that. No, no hat throwing. Yeah. But – but for basically, like, their fans was like, hey, we need to fire Mike Noville, you know, Crystal Ball. You know, Miami just fired Crystal Ball. Florida fired Dan Mullen. And they were like, you know, FSU doesn't have the money. And it's not just FSU. It's like, you know, all other ACC programs. Because basically, as of right now, FSU is giving Willie Taggart $4 million and they're giving Mike, Mike Noville $4 million, which they're paying $8 million for a head coach. But when you look at Florida – they were paying what Dan Dan Mullen around seven, and now they're paying Billy Napier seven. So that's double the same for Miami. And I, you know, well, now with Miami is just because you know the boosters decided to pony up. I, I'm still not sure how that you know how that whole thing is go, go, you know is going to go out because if if Mario Cristobal doesn't work, then what is Miami going to do? Ooh, I mean, suffer. Mm-hmm. Mario Cristobal has to be the long-term answer for him, right? Like, he, he has to get five years at minimum. At minimum. Yes. 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 I agree. And and I know this is my hot take going into next season, but Lincoln Riley makes the playoff his first year at USC. Ooh. Oh, God. That is a hot take. I love that hire. I love that hire. I'm, you know what? Like, for them, I, I do too. I, I Absolutely. I for them, back, sure. You know. And it's working. It, 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 it's working for them so far. I mean, the people yeah, that criticize it, the recruiting I, and everything. I mean, I get it, right? I mean, it, so so you're going to offer me two paths. One's full of obstacles, and one has no obstacles. One's going to the one with no obstacles is going to pay a little bit more than the one with obstacles. 
Why are we making fun of Lincoln Riley for going, you know, I'll take the easier path? I, I don't know. And to I'm me, with you. USC, USC is the better job. Like, I, like, I know people are going to say, hey, you got Louisiana to yourself, but I don't care. Nick, Nick Saban has shown that Louisiana ain't necessarily locked down. Well, look at the SEC and, West this year, right? Look at the West this year. Look at Texas you know, A&M this year. Texas A&M beat Alabama. Texas A&M beat Auburn. If you told Texas A&M fan before the season, hey, guess what, man? You're going to beat Alabama and Auburn. He's going to be like, whoa, this is awesome. Whoa. I'm going to the playoff. He would never <laughs> He would never believe, hey, but you're going to lose to Arkansas. You're going to lose to Mississippi State. You're going to lose to Ole Miss and LSU. Oh, and LSU's going 6-6 six and six and firing their coach. You would. He would never believe that. That's but that's that's no. life in the SEC, right? That's not life in the Pac-12. They went two and, and they went two and four in the SEC West, beating Alabama and Auburn. Think about that for a minute. I mean, think about that for a minute. I right, really take it because Chase and I've done this a few times. Take a step back and think about that for a minute. If you tell the average Texas A&M fan before the season. After they get out of the cult meeting, hey, you're going to go two and four. You're going to go two and four in the SEC West. Pick the two wins. They're going to be like, well, we beat one of the Mississippi schools and we beat Arkansas. That's what they're going to say. No, no, no. Yeah. You, you beat Alabama and Auburn. They'll be like, well, oh. we didn't. We didn't go two and four. No, you went two and four. No, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that is yeah. the SEC to me. That's what Oklahoma and Texas. The wake up call for Oklahoma and Texas is not. Hey, you get to play Alabama and you get to get your clock cleaned if you're not ready. You play Georgia and you get your clock cleaned if you're not ready. No, no, no. The the wake up call for Texas and Oklahoma is when you go to Starkville, if you're not locked in, they're gonna kick your ass. Yeah. And they're you're, fighting for a goddamn bowl game. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, and yeah. when you go to Fayetteville on that cold, <laughs> rainy day in November, when you think, Oh my God, this place, what the hell are we doing? They think this is the greatest thing in the world. We're about to beat your ass. And then they do. Like we covered that with Ole Miss that year. What was the year? Fifteen? Mm-hmm. Fourteen, fifteen? Fourteen. 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 Ole Miss was like really good. And it was Ole Miss goes to Fayetteville and it was rainy and cold and Arkansas kicked Ole Miss's ass and enjoyed it. And Ole Miss looked around like, what the hell are we doing here? What is going on? That is the wake up call. That doesn't happen in the Pac twelve. It doesn't happen consistently no. in the Big Twelve. It happens in the SEC all the damn time. I mean, I've covered I've covered Alabama. Auburn and Ole Miss in, in, in Fayetteville getting their ass kicked by an inferior team where you look up and go, how'd that happen? Because it just happened because that's this league. That's not those leagues. That is this league. You go to Starkville and you're not ready on a Thursday night or whatever, they'll beat your ass. They will. Man, what? And you'll hear cowbells till Sunday afternoon, yeah. Monday morning. Go to South Carolina. Go to South Carolina. Auburn did it this year. I mean, I've, I've covered I've covered fourth ranked Ole Miss there. Go to South Carolina where you're not locked in, and they are. See how it works out. And then you got to yeah, go to man. you got to go to places like Knoxville, where a hundred thousand people are jacked up, ready to beat your ass. This is a tough league, man. I mean, that's what people don't get is this league. It's not the top of the league, and it's not the bottom of the league. It's the damn middle of the league. The middle of the league will beat your ass if you're not ready. And I don't know that the Big 12 has that. I know the Pac-12 doesn't have that. That's the difference. And that's the wake-up call that, that you can't prepare for until you live with it. 
I don't think the Big Twelve has that. I don't. I don't think the Big Twelve has that either. I just it's the SEC, and, and I think the Big the Big Ten has that. But those are the only two. And you know, my my going out piece, man, is I feel for all the Oregon fans because their time in the sunshine as the number one in Pac-12 is over with. You know, I feel for them, but that's just gonna be how it is. That to me, that job is no longer gonna be the. I guess to me it was never a top ten job because obviously coaches keep leaving it. So obviously we want to make it a top ten job, but yeah. It's not, but the interesting thing with Oregon is going to be just how much is Phil Knight invested, and and how much does that impact things? Because people talk about Phil Knight being super invested and blah blah blah. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know, but he'll have to be yep. super invested for it to matter. Because yeah. I, I I still don't think kids all over the country want to go to Eugene, Oregon. No, nah, I agree. All right, man. I'm gonna let y'all let you guys go, man. Keep the good show going. Right, Merry it, Christmas, Grind. All right, man. Merry Christmas to you guys too. But that's the part of the SEC that no one ever really completely digs in on. It's not Alabama. Everybody understands that. It's it's the middle of the league. It's the South Carolinas. It's go to Lexington, not not ready to roll. See what happens. Take your shot, especially in the league game when everybody's really locked sure. in the league game. It's all it's it's a whole different thing too when you come in. And, and That's what Oklahoma's in for the shock, right? When you go to Alabama one week and you're like, okay, we're ready, we're ready, and you're dialing in. And the next week you got to go to Kentucky, and you're like, oh, okay, we, we this is the this is the breather, yeah, and, and you look up and it's thirty five to seven. Yeah, have fun. Because here's the deal. You don't think Mississippi State fans are – I mean, seriously, for a minute. You don't think they're going to be locked in when Texas comes to Starkville? How big of a game that's going to be? Because there was a 0% chance Texas was ever coming there. Mm-hmm. And now they'll have to. And Texas is going to be like, ah, what, what's the big deal? And Mississippi State's going to be, this is Super Bowl. I know how that first game goes. You like the bowl. I've already seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at Texas and Arkansas this year. Texas rolled in there thinking this is just another game. Arkansas built their whole season ticket package around that. You can make fun of them, and I, I, I'm, I'm cool. That's fine. I know how the game went. The game was fairly predictable. Arkansas destroyed them. Texas thought this is just another game, and Arkansas said, no, no, this is the game. And you're going to get that for a while. And until you wake up and go, okay, this is every week. So you can go 7-5 and five quick. Fast. You got big Christmas plans? What are you? No. Uh, no, I mean, I'm at the good age with the kid. I mean, this is – this is this is the few where it's really this is the Santa the, years. Oh yeah, yeah for these sure. are the good this years. Is, this is in the good years from the from that standpoint. Y'all have elf on the shelf? What do you have? No, you I, have an elf? I, I refuse to do the elf no elf. Stuff. Yeah, I, I'm as long as it doesn't get thrust upon in some way. That's not a that's not a thing. Jimmy the elf is you were able to bypass that. He's it, well, Jimmy the elf has started out very cheap and he's become very expensive. Even though nobody really believes in Jimmy anymore. Well, Jimmy's a bit of a crutch at this point that allows yeah. some yeah. some some things like, to get so done. So what's what's Jimmy bringing yeah, us? Yeah, that, that that's what has happened. What's he bringing us this year? Is that the that yeah. thunder outside? Yeah. Oh wow. Um, 
Uh, Ginger's moving her elf as she types. We never did the elf on the shelf, but always I came up with the our imaginary elf. When did you start that? Who was how, how old was who? The girls were little. Okay. Yeah. I just thought of it. It's been one of the coolest things we've ever done. This one's out. Yeah, it's the storm. I'd like to thank the internet right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really in and out. Yeah, it just shook the house here, Michael, as well. On your list of holidays, where does Christmas rank? Is it your favorite? I mean, it's it's, it's number one. Yeah, I mean, for yeah, sure. It, I don't know if there's a... I mean, I, I don't even know how you would get... Yeah. No, I love Christmas. I mean, Neil's battling Thanksgiving with it, but it's it's, <laughs> it, 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 it's right there. I like Thanksgiving fine, as long as you just put it in its proper place. Because with kids, you can almost go to Halloween second. Sure, of course. Ginger, are we doing like the really elaborate stuff? Like, are we? Are, are, do you have like one of those kits that tells you, like, gives you like the thirty, the twenty-five days of making the scenes? Or are we just moving the stupid thing around and and making sure it's not and it's not sitting there? What are we? What are we doing? Yeah, you know, Leif says it's his kid's apex Christmas. He's got an eight and a four. Oh yeah, that's that's about right. Well, with that's the two good. of them, that's sure. pretty much your that's your, pretty good your mold. Um, Thanksgiving. We had we had some Christmases where it was the three. I guess when Carson was about four and Caroline was probably seven and Campbell was nine, it was pretty good. Yeah, those were well, you sort of knew on those days. Enjoy it because this, this is as good as it gets. I am make I make fun of Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving over Easter. Yeah. 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 That that's not that's not really a question. Easter's more about the spirituality of Easter. Thanksgiving's Thanksgiving's cool. I think we would enjoy Thanksgiving more if the egg bowl weren't played that day. Well, there's a ton of truth to that. I mean, now. if we could like enjoy Thanksgiving. I mean it's it's all of it's a it's it's a logistical day. Yeah, like is. I was at my parents' house for Thanksgiving this year and you know, I went and took a nap. Instead of having another glass of wine, I took a nap. I was like, I've got a long night ahead of me. That is the thing. It's much. I, I'm 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 here in this because as much as Neil makes fun of turkey, turkey beats ham a hundred days out of a hundred, and it's not close. Turkey beats ham. Oh, it's not even close. For sure, ham's not good. Because like that's the way I, I mean my deli meat I want turkey I don't want ham absolutely like, no, no, it's not no, no, even no. close on the list of deli meats that might be the worst like the, on Easter that might really be the truth Thanksgiving has turkey and Easter has ham I don't even do ham on Easter but it's a, that's a thing it is a thing yeah but on the list of deli meats right you rather have turkey pastrami roast beef even the roasted chicken sliced before you went to the ham. Oh. Right? Okay. Yeah. If you're yeah, yeah. ranking your deli meats, ham is fifth at best. Yeah. Turkey and good roast beef are one and two. And pastrami's excellent. Okay. Yeah. If you're doing an Italian. A good yeah, pastrami. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. 
And then the, the smoked or the roasted chicken sliced is good. New Year's Day is better than New Year's Eve. Yes. Um, New Year's Eve is overrated. It's maybe the most overrated holiday. Uh, <laughs> New Year's or Fourth of July? Fourth of July. Over New Year's Day? Oh, no, no, no. No, New Year's Day is better. New Year's Day is better than Fourth of, of July. I got football. I don't have yeah, football on New Year's. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, and Fourth of July is hot. Like, if, if you're not in the pool. It's also a lot more labor extensive, potentially, if you're, like, doing the cookout and the whole deal like that. Yeah, because it's hot, and you're over a grill on a hot day. Yeah, see, I have no interest in honey-baked ham. I, I know it's blasphemous. No, no, but no, I'm with you. If I have the choice between pastrami and ham, it's easy. Beef tenderloin or prime rib is the best Christmas dish. What is your What is your go-to? So we're having this struggle, right? Uh-huh. We do this every year. Traditionally, we've done beef tenderloin. Mm-hmm. My girls, God bless them, and I love them both. I mean, I would, I would, I would take the bite of a million cobras for for the girls. So this okay. is not a criticism, but they don't like beef tenderloin, even though they like fillets. Think about that for a minute. I know. So, like that, you wouldn't go somewhere and like order them Chateaubriand. No. Okay. I I got questions, but we'll just. Go. I know it's not a wait. We'll just. So skip ahead. we we could do a standing rib roast, but some people in my family, like my mother, for example, smoke or the turkey. Don't put it in the oven. Put it on the egg. Put it on the egg. Smoke it. Yeah. Don't. Uh-uh. Yeah. Don't do that. At least that way it has some flavor. Yeah. My mother likes the the cow to be dead. Several times over. Incinerated, basically. Yeah. And so that makes cooking a standing rib roast very difficult because you want to serve it medium rare. And you can't do prime rib if she's going to overcook the hell no, out of it. No. So we do beef tenderloin, and yet sometimes beef tenderloin can be sort of bland. It can, in fairness. We just battle this over and over. Like We can't come up with the Christmas... So what are you going with? I, I think we're doing beef tenderloin, and we're going to do some sort of a crab, lump meat crab gratin that you put on there that kind of dresses it up and makes it holiday-ish and festive. But I, I run out of patience, if I'm honest. On your kids and your mother. Every, Just everyone in general. Like, it's the holiday. Just, just eat it. Have a drink. Chill out. Yeah, are you gonna freeze the beef tenderloin, or are you gonna just put throw it in the fridge and and wait it out and let it let it sit? Uh, no, no, I'm asking in the thread. Oh, she said you bought the tenderloin today. Oh no, I won't go get my tenderloin till the twenty third or the twenty fourth. Yeah. Jason says you're cooking it wrong. Well, all right, Jason, <laughs> how do you cook it? How do you do your tenderloin? Yeah, you're not overcooking the tenderloin. No, no, no. I get it to the right temperature. Yeah. I love our people. <laughs> that was funny. We're all insane. I mean, just we're all nuts. Jason says, smoke the tenderloin first. What do you mean smoke it first? Because you're only getting it to about 100 and, oh. Smoke it to what temperature, Jason? Probably one. Yeah, Jason, call in. Damn it. Probably 115. Yeah, because you don't want to get it past about 130. Yeah. You want to get it to 130, then pull. And then pull it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So Ginger says we sous vide it. I do too, except recently Carson told me that when I sous vide it, he thinks it's chewier than it is when I just cook it. He likes I'll it. buy that. I, 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 I'll, I'll believe buy him. that. Well, Carson eats a lot. Like food is a big part of Carson's life. And so when he tells me that something is chewier, I, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah, I don't want to smoke a tenderloin. I mean, maybe I'm missing out, but I, that's not my. So how do you do yours? You do you because you, you, you have a, a big green egg. Do you do the the offset heat? Yeah, now I if you the beef tenderloin though is perfectly that's the one thing versus the turkey is fine in the oven. You can just you can oven the beef tenderloin and be fine too. Now you might want a little more sauce because you're getting less of the the char, you know, not the char, but the the the, the grill flavor and the sure. smoke a little bit. So you do yours like in the oven? No, I mean I'm doing the egg, but I'm saying the oven's fine though. I have no issue with oven for 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 that. That th- there's no problem there. That prime rib recipe we were talking about a few weeks ago sounds really, really good. Oh, for sure. All right, let's see who we have here. Hey, who do we have? Hey, it's Jason. Hey, hey. Jason. We're glad you called. Yeah. So talk to us. So, uh, yeah, you were right earlier when you were saying uh, uh, the tenderloin's kind of kind of bland if you just grill it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I do so the I do the all just kind of smoke it with some kind of wood that you like a hickory something that's not going to be too overpowering like a mesquite that'd be you know yeah. a little bit too rough on it like uh, a, something like a hickory or an apple then, or a uh, cherry yeah yeah get it to about one ten okay one fifteen okay and then have your grill just blazing hot okay and then throw it on there turn it on both sides get it seared on both sides up to that you know one thirty whatever you're looking for. On your temperature, and then let it rest after that. So you're talking about putting it on on the super blazing hot grill for like thirty seconds, thirty seconds, yeah, flip thirty it, 30. seconds, forty five seconds aside. So yeah, you, just you're trying to get sear marks on there, so you get that nice little sear on. You're reverse searing, but you're using smoke. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I got you. That makes sense. So it's almost it, it's kind of it's it's basically uh, a reverse sear. Yeah, it's kind of what okay. it is. You're smoking first, and then you're and then you're throwing on something blazing hot to get a little grill marks on there okay. okay that makes sense that makes sense i mean obviously you don't want to overcook you, if you do it to 130 140 and then try to do it then you're kind of out of that uh oh yeah, yeah. out of the range yeah, yeah, you're yeah, way yeah. overcooked yeah. You're between 110 and 115 before you put it on the, yeah yeah you gotta you gotta salt and pepper real good and you can't it, i've done it with the mesquite wood before and it just really overpowers the flavor uh when you cut into it just so what what much. wood do you use Hickory is usually what I own. Almost all beef, I use hickory. Okay. I'll use some cherry wood here and there, some apple wood here and there, but that's usually reserved for pork. Okay. Good enough. Thanks, right. J- Thanks yep, Jason. Appreciate it. I'll try it. All right. We will. Have a good one. Had a good game going, 14-13. Yeah. Chargers over the Chiefs. Halfway through the third. Yeah, 8-0-3. Chargers there. driving. Yeah, that makes sense to me. The re- reverse, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that works. Yeah, smoke it to about one ten. About one ten. Yeah, yeah, any longer than that, you're going. You're playing it, a little roulette. Because you got to get it off, and then get the grill hot, which means it's going to cook a little. So it's going to go to one from one ten to one fifteen, and then sear, and then you sear, and you got to get that damn thing off at one thirty. Because you sear it to no one thirty, and then get so. it off. Because otherwise, it's going to go to one forty, and you're in trouble. Yes, <laughs> that's correct. And it depends on how much bourbon you've had at that point. So. 
Yeah, just FYI there. Don't pull it. Pull it any later than one thirty, and you're 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 screwed. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it's coming off six hundred and fifty degree heat. Because it's go- there's going to be some residual cooking because it's hot. Yeah. And burp your egg, or you're going to send your eyebrows off. Yeah, I hadn't done that in a while. Knock on wood. I've done it. Yeah. Once you do that a few <laughs> times, you're like, you know what? I'm going to be a little more careful with this bad boy. Because uh, when it when it gives you an, an eyebrow waxing, you remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have that smell, like in the summertime, when you smell all your arm hair got burned off completely and you jump in the pool and you mm-hmm. smell it in the pool. Oh, gosh. All right. So uh, we appreciate everybody being part of the show. Uh, throughout the course of the year. It's hard to believe this is the end of a year. This is the last hand raise, guys, for uh, 2021. We'll be back in 2022, of course. We will uh, – that's not a good sound. That was not good, whatever that was. All right, you want to take one last call for 2021 on this show? Uh, sure. Final one. Hey, who do we have? This is Kevin. Hey, Kevin. What's up? What's up? Not much. Listen, um, I'm an Alabama fan, and um, – all these Ole Miss fans complain about the portal and NIL. Yeah. If they'll just play the game, their life will be a lot easier. What do you mean, play the game? You mean, like, pay players? Yeah. Yeah. Get in on it. Get in on it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't totally disagree with that. I mean, I think at yeah, some I mean, point you got to figure it out, right? I mean, you got to exactly. – it, it, Jimbo Fisher was, was not wrong today or yesterday mm-hmm. when he said, hey, what the NIL is, is it, it's legalized cheating. Open your pockets, and if you want to give Jimmy Joe a thousand dollars, give him a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Give him a thousand dollars a week if you like him that much. Not gonna hurt anybody. Yeah. No, you're right. I, so, I, I don't disagree yeah. at all. And as far as the car commercials that make you want to scream, they're kind of like Star Wars movies. They're unrealistic. They're kind of stupid. But you just watch it and just enjoy, in reality. Just enjoy the movie. Exactly. Yeah. And that's it. Merry Christmas, Kevin. Merry Christmas. See ya. All right. We'll finish the year with Kevin, the uh, the Bama fan. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we will be back Monday. I think we're going to do Monday, maybe Tuesday on the Oxford Exxon podcast. Then we'll stop. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Chase and I will be in New Orleans on the 28th. I think that's when we'll, we'll do – we'll tape the Oxford Exxon podcast audio only. Um, I might do a New Year's Eve show if I come back that night. We'll definitely have a Christmas show, me and my, my daughter Campbell. Not, not Campbell, Caroline. Caroline. Caroline and her friend Megan. Campbell might make an appearance. I don't know. Uh, so we'll have shows for you. We appreciate you guys being a part of uh, all that we do. Um, you certainly have made our year um, better. I don't know how to say that. I mean, a big part of what we do, obviously, because if you guys weren't there, we wouldn't do it. Let's just change the show so much, especially our regulars, having you in the stream every day and the conversations and the ongoing dialogues and, and yeah. things like that. I mean, it's it's enriched the show with inside jokes and banter yeah. and ongoing conversations For as, sure. we, uh, as we go. So, so uh, we'll be back with you Monday with the Oxford Exxon podcast, maybe Tuesday, and then we'll stop for Christmas and um, – all of that stuff. So in the event that you guys are heading out and you won't be with us on Monday or Tuesday, Merry Christmas to you. 
Be safe traveling if you're traveling. If you're heading down to New Orleans, uh, certainly be safe. And we will uh, join you from there later on this month. So uh, for Chase, I'm Neil. That does it for this edition of Hand Raised Guys, presented by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Please don't forget if you have AC or heating needs, get in touch with those guys. That's what makes you want to do a favor for us. Get in touch with our sponsors. That would we would appreciate that greatly. So uh, until then, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Talk to you soon. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.